But I think it's the fucking funniest thing ever. I'll do it for you. Okay, do it for me. Wait, I I could hear this story once a week. They they haven't heard it in the they movie. haven't. They're gonna okay. die. So what I was seeing the as my first stand up show I ever saw was called Family Night at Hancher Auditorium presents Saturday Night Live. And you're in Iowa? I'm in Iowa. This is in Iowa City, Iowa. Family Night. Family Night. So there are little kids in the crowd and old people. And we're talking about a few thousand people. This is a large venue. I believe they said around 2,000 people. Okay, that's 2, a big, that's, so it's a theater. This right, a like venue. they generally have like chandeliers in the lobby. You go see like the touring company of rent go mm -hmm. there, that sort of thing. So I'm 17. I have an overprotective mother. She goes with me to go to this thing. And then two of my high school friends who also like comedy, comedy sports opens mm -hmm. and they do some, um, yes. And type of stuff, play right. games. People fucking love it. Love it. It's great. Great opener. Then, Daryl Hammond comes out. He Basically the closest that they've ever gotten to replacing Phil, Phil Hartman. Hartman. Right, yeah. exactly. And extremely talented. PG-13, like language. For family, night. for family night. Brewer comes out. Brewer has some jokes about drinking, total, but that's as edgy as it gets. Right. Nora McDonald is going to close. Is going to close. And he comes out. And I can't do a Norm impression, but I'm going to get as close as I can. Okay. So imagine, though... <laughs> You're in the audience with your grandmother and your niece, and you've seen all these great... Everyone's having a good time. With families. With families, and then Norm MacDonald comes to the mic. This is the only joke I remember. Okay. And this is how he opens. Yeah. Okay. And I uh, got divorced. I used to uh, watch... I used to jack off to porn more than I fucked my wife. <laughs> Uh, people are looking around yeah, like, like old huh? people, like kind of like what? <laughs> and, like a couple people start moving in the aisles. <laughs> Tom's dying. Uh -huh. And he goes, I saw this one porn. Beautiful woman gets fucked by a pig. <laughs> just a beautiful woman just gets fucked by a pig. People are lining out <laughs> at this point. He, and my mom gets up and she's, I can't, my mom gets and leaves and she's like, later they were like, she's, they just kept piping the sound into the <laughs> lobby. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, can you imagine? Like, uh, yeah, you see that woman at a bar and you ask her out and she says, no, she, she fucks pigs for a living. <laughs> 80% gone. <laughs> and then he goes, now imagine if you're that pig. <laughs> Director says, cut, you got to. Go back to fucking your big fat pig wife. <laughs> I hurt physically <laughs> from laughing at everything. That was the first stand-up show I ever saw. There was, he was in the Iowa papers. Like there was the political cartoon had like a hook around his neck. Like you know. Oh really? The, and he got disinvited from a golf outing the next day. <laughs> <laughs> the 20 year anniversary just passed and like reporters wanted to talk to people I remember who were this. there. That's what because, I said to you. Yeah, because of you and tell me, and I, this became like my favorite story ever. And then <laughs> you're like, it's the 20th anniversary and they revisited it like it was a war. <laughs> like, it was like it was, the oral history yeah. of this, like the most tragic night that has ever <laughs> happened. 
So over a thousand, like fifteen hundred people walked walk out, out angry. <laughs> like I fucking, I'm never it's going. Amazing, it's the best. I w- I, w- I still haven't met him, but like I want to be like I don't even know what I would say. Like I would say I stayed. <laughs> like, but then I think when I met him, I told him about it. I you tried. did? I think so. Hog with Mike Bridenstine is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Mike knows like so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He like has like the biggest names on uh, in comedy on his on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. And this is what the show's about, Nick. That we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends. <laughs> Obama is the actual devil. Crocodile Dundee was cool. Welcome to Hook with Mike Bridenstine. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out Untaken Podcast. Shout out No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Shout out to the number five ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. There's room on the bandwagon for you. Oh, very bittersweet week. Uh, That clip at the top was with the great Tom Segura from episode 21, which I reposted on Patreon since... Apple and Spotify took it down since they only post 100 episodes. <sighs> Norm MacDonald, man. I'm still processing. Obviously, he meant a lot to me and to probably to so many comics my age, maybe every comic my age. Uh, this was recorded the day before he passed. I'm sure I'll have a lot more to say, and the comics will have a lot more to say next week. In the meantime, let's do the show, because I've also got... The world's greatest panel. Degenerate gambler Scott Bowser is back. And bona fide hunk Scott Bowser. He's the host of the Luck Stops Here podcast, which digs deep into the local Las Vegas degenerate culture and lifestyle. Friend of the show if there ever was one. Lisa Curry is back. So fucking funny. She was a writer on the Jim Jeffrey show. Check her fall dates as she comes to a city or town near you with, fun fact, Jim Jeffries. Paul Danke is back. Look at this guy. L.A. alt-room staple from the Drew Barrymore show, from Showcase Showcase, from the Comedy Garage. Stream his album Dank on AST Records. Mary Neely is back. Actress, director, my little sister. JFL New Faces 2020. She went viral early in quarantine for her lip sync musicals. You love her. Shane Torres is back, the headliner. He's been on Conan twice. He has a half hour on Comedy Central. He's a festival favorite, and I hate to comment on anybody's looks, but I have noticed he does have sweet, sweet calves. This whole crew is great, so without further ado, here are Scott, Lisa, Paul, Mary, and Shane. If you don't already, please hit subscribe. I feel like (laughs) Ric Flair would wear that. Oh, God, that's the nicest thing anyone said to me. <laughs> oh, there's more coming. I thought I'd bring a little more alpha energy to the podcast Thank you. for once. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. You guys need it. Yeah. I'm glad it's too many fun shirts on men here. Mary Neely, where does Omar from The Wire rank among the greatest TV characters of, of all time? Well, I just, I did just finish watching The Sopranos. And so I have to say, like, there's kind of like a, a tie, I, I would say, between like Omar and like maybe like Polly or something. Oh, Polly's good. Yeah. The mom is good. Tony yeah, Soprano's mom. The wire. Oh, oh, the mom. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's amazing. 
Oh. She's an amazing actress. Lisa, can I make a TV show recommendation for you? <laughs> <laughs> I understand I'm supposed to see it. I tried to start watching it in the middle of the pandemic because I'm like, I have all this free time. Um, and then I got like halfway through the pilot and I was like, this is a little intense for where I'm at emotionally. Right now. <laughs> I, yes. see I, I see it. I see it. I made that I move have to a watch couple purchase. times over the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. You mean the failing of a great American city didn't really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really do it. Watching people have their la their like their labor unions and healthcare gutted in real time yeah. on a TV show. Yeah, uh, and then I get like a ping on Twitter, and it's like Social Security will no longer exist in ten years, and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Like just yeah. watching them take it out of my check still. <laughs> right. No problem. Yeah. Omar from the Wire, top four. What are we saying? Top four. Uh, I think he's number one. Number one. Because there's no one with that kind of layers of complexity and. And just the fact to have an African-American man play a gay character that, like, that nuance, like, TV hadn't seen anything like that. Just in right. terms of, like, the, the social impact of it, um, you know, like. Yeah, and for yeah. him to still be an alpha. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. And I think, like, the jump, he, like, the fact that he stayed a great character actor post his biggest role is insane. Like, I don't know if people, yeah. a lot of people haven't had, had a run like that. I loved him in The Wire for... I mean, what he his character was like a bizarro Batman character. He was he was broke, he was gay, but he was like this this fictional mythical character within this very kind of real show. And I I love how they did that, like to put like a like a historic legend that you would have heard about, yeah, um, in in the actual show and see so much of it. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, he was, he was Robin Hood. Yeah, there's a very much there's um some like director's commentary or something kind of thing where they show him and the guy who is the professional assassin that's kind of like a member of the Muslim brother. They show Ooh. like, they set it up to look like a Western showdown in the middle of a street and they kind of play by played it, except the backdrop is Baltimore and <laughs> instead of a, <laughs> instead of a sagebrush rolling by, it's just like, oh, look at that burnout Oldsmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, whenever you're getting at a, a point in your life, you're like, I feel good. Fucking put mm -hmm. on the wire. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I guess I'll skip season. I'm gonna two. say wait till the midterms. I'm gonna say wait till midterms. Skip to give it a season shot. two. You you don't need to see any of the yeah. uh, the the shipping season. I I'm love that season. Yeah. it's a good season. <laughs> you can skip it. You don't need to see Ziggy. <laughs> fuck Ziggy. Fuck season two. <laughs> you know I'm right. <laughs> yeah, it, could, it can't be good if it's a if it's a emoting this kind of emotion out of a person. That's all. There can't be any value in that kind of art. You're right. The Paul brothers are the greatest boxers. Uh, <laughs> my second they question. Their moment. <laughs> Bowser, who's the athlete you hate the most? Oh, I gotta go. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. I hate him so much. I almost respect him. You can't like he's. Yeah. It's it's a weird it's like uh that like that uh weird uh, what is it the the test where I go so far one way I come back around the other yes. way and so yeah, <laughs> I, I do have but it's like he's ripped my heart out so many times just like because every time I think okay this is the time he loses he keeps winning and I lose a lot of money on him and so it gets like you think I could as a forty two year old I think I can bet on a guy two years older than me and like is he forty four. He's 44 now. I think he turns 45 later in the season. Ugh. Uh, do you think he's the athlete that's cost you the most money? Oh, uh, no. Like, uh, yeah, probably. 
Like it's like it's usually in big playoff games and Super Bowls when I'm loading right. on or against. It. Keep yeah. betting against Tom Brady. That I, seems yeah. to be going well yeah. for you. It's the, uh, the no, I bet on I bet on him in the Thursday night game. So I, I've been uh, learning from my lessons and I've been making up for it this year so far. Thank you. Who do you hate? That's an athlete. I don't. Um... Floyd I don't, Mayweather. I, I don't think I hate an athlete. I don't hate. Yeah, he he sucks pretty hard, huh? Yeah, he's a prick. yeah. Yeah, he's a real prick. I work right near his strip club out here called the Girl Collection. That's what that, it. That yeah, that makes me hate him more every day because I have to drive by it every day on my way to work. First of all, he has a strip club. Yeah, I mean that's not that surprising. <laughs> I guess not. Like, as much as that guy throws that money like in the air. The Girl is... Collection. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like. I hope binders women? filled with women. It's no, so weird that we call grown women girls, but you wouldn't be like call a grown man a man a boy because it would sound it would like boys raise alarm bells. Yeah, <laughs> boys, like, boys, you would boys. Call someone your boy, you would say yeah. he's my boy or um, boyfriend. The boys, came out this weekend. the boys are back in town. Yeah, yeah there's some, but um, <laughs> not in a professional sense. Boy, do I love the girl collection. That's another thing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> There's also a place right there called Little Darlings, which I think might even be worse. So. These almost well, sound like dress shops for dolls. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're this close to being a horrid mistake for a mother. <laughs> okay, so we're saying Tom Brady's the most hated... Curry, no? Yeah, I think he is, but I don't think it's, like, justified. He just wins. Yeah. Like, there's that, like, you know, like... Yeah. Like, I used to love Kurt Schilling, and now I can't fucking stand him. Like, (laughs) he's such a son of a bitch, you know? But, like, he was... Like, I fell in love with him during the 2004, like, post-sock. The bloody sock. Yeah, it was great. And then you're like, oh, you're just the worst son of a bitch who's the most selfish person I've ever seen. Ooh. The bloody sock. His sock was like surgery. Yeah, his he was like pitching really well while he was profusely bleeding out of his sock while he was on the mound. He had like a surgery on his ankle, and the stitches were tearing open while he was throwing. And then years later, uh, he decided to vocally hate trans people. That's his yeah. thing. Oh yeah, okay, cool. That's one yeah, of his big like things. A cool guy. Yeah. Uh, he also defrauded the state of Rhode Island out of like yes, he did. That's a big one. Yeah. And he's against uh, he's against public funding for almost any business except for his own needing a bailout. Yeah, it's that's why he's That's why he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> You're blocked by Kurt Schilling on Twitter. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah, I felt yeah, I feel proud about that. One. Yeah, but yeah, I pointed out. I just linked an article to his uh, with like, I quote tweeted him with like one of his things, and then linked to an article proving how he's full of shit about it. And he blocked me instead of uh, wanting Amazing. to engage on his seventy five million dollar fraud for a state that really couldn't afford it. So yeah. that's another guy for- that should clearly be in the like the baseball hall of fame, but people are like not voting for him because they're like, I don't want to hear his speech. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's no gonna platform be, for him. It's gonna be like if we got John Rocker in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bad. Yeah. 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 I have the, some opinions the, about the subways of New York. Do you, John? Yeah. You don't get to Sam. And his 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 fraud case is crazy too because he was a big World of Warcraft fan, and he wanted to make his quote was he wanted to make Bill Gates money making a game I remember like that. that. But it was like World of Warcraft already exists in that space, so I mean you have to really come out with something new to. Re- re- revolutionized the field in that like Bill Gates was providing a, 
uh, need for you know personal computers at the time with Microsoft. There's a very big difference of why it's, he made so much more money. It's so crazy that he thought that he was just like, I have like, Bill Gates is basically like, on a, I created the printing press level of importance. Yes. Like that, yeah, yeah, like I have educated the world through my invention. Yeah. And, and Kurt Schilling throws a thing hard like this. <laughs> insane that he insane. thinks that's the space he is in. He won yeah. titles with Pedro Martinez and Randy Johnson and thought he was them also. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. wild. Two, so, two men who are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah and also oh. we bo- uh, the, the main picks in this were athletes from Boston, just in case you're keeping track. Athletes <laughs> from athletes Boston. Athletes that played in Boston. Yeah. Athletes yeah. that played in Boston. Just like as a general rule, I don't like the Celtics. So that's what I have to contribute here. So I was talking shit about Bill Simmons earlier. Man, that guy loves white athletes. Bill Simmons. Oh. <laughs> I was listening to him earlier. I was you listening mean, to him. You mean Ooh. lesser athletes? Is that... <laughs> yes. You watch your mouth. You watch your mouth. <laughs> We're trying as hard as we can. We have kettlebells in the gym with our trainers. No My buddy Sean always says, you know, a lot of people call Michael Jordan the Black Larry Bird, and I think it's the funniest thing. Oh, my God. Amazing. What a line. Yeah. Oh, Danky. Uh-oh. Oh, what were you going to yeah. say, Bowser? Oh, no, just like between the Celtics and the Utah Jazz, that's where like 30% of the white guys in the NBA have to play on like their benches because like they like if they're not going to do anything, they hire white guys for those spots in those cities. Like... They save That's money on shorts material. <laughs> it's a short shorts joke. Thanks. I like the short shorts. I love it. <laughs> They're coming back. Let's see them thighs. <laughs> Let's see them gams. Absolutely. Let's see them thighs. Boys. Oh, boys. He said boys. boys, boys <laughs> Accidental <laughs> callback. That is the creepiest place for a strip club is Salt Lake City. It's boys, boys, boys. <laughs> we all... only serve milk. What when when women wear those shorts, they're called boy shorts. Just saying. That's true. This is true. Oh yeah. Paul Danke, Ray Ban, and Facebook have teamed up to make glasses that have a hands-free camera. I feel Great. like everyone wearing these looks like they're about to make a creepy hands-free porno. They're two hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Are we all going to get these things? No. No, because um, they're not going to have camera stabilization technology to really be able to handle a person's natural gait. This is going to be creating oh. barf-inducing content, and people they're really barf don't glasses. want to barf that much. Yeah. Dude, imagine yeah. someone oh, walking down the street. Imagine what that would look like. They Yankee, keep that's trying a to really good this. response. Yeah. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. They keep trying to turn us into the Terminator. We all saw T2 and we're like, yes. oh, what if we had eyes that could identify everyone and tell us their names? A hundred percent. And it's just like, bro, just don't. It's not that important. Dude, what, but what if what if your car point? shield did that and it told you where to drive and stuff and you could just uh, plug it in? But then every time you got your car, like windshield cracked, it cost $5,000. <laughs> So much more expensive than that, I bet. I bet it's so 20? insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, no yeah, way. A... I would just take the bus. Yeah. I totaled my car with a pebble. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, well, the engine's still good. Everything on it works, but the windshield is going to cost me $40,000. <laughs> I just don't want to be a stooge for the surveillance state. 
by walking oh. around covering everything for them with my glasses all day. Yeah. Because like, didn't Google Glass like tank or like nobody yes. uses? Yeah. Google yeah. Glass sucked, and then Facebook's like, we we could do it. Yeah. The technology is just not there yet. Think it's never gonna be there. There's your nothing, head like, still moves around. It's so stupid. My my wife's doctor uses yeah. Google Glass to like record their 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 meetings, and I'm like, that is a genius way to check the fuck out from work. Just be like, I recorded it. I'll get back to it. I, it's on file. I don't I don't know Wait, what to do. So I know what happened the, for the Google Glass. You have like a little. You see something too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like so a, is he doing like picture in picture where he's watching a fucking football game and he's like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, she, yes, but I do. No, no, no. You said a doctor, doctor, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> you did say. Did you say doctor or which? Well, doctor? I got a riddle for you, Mike. <laughs> it's just like when you go to a restaurant. And there's there's screens in it. It's just like, oh, great. Every this whole conversation, I'm only going to be able to remember what we talked about if I think about this game, also, because it, they're lost. Is lost. Don't take me to a D and B for a serious combo. <laughs> <laughs> no <way. laughs> like, your lawyer, like being like, we have to talk about your will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to find print. I do my big business meetings at Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope you're not distracted fun. by anything on us. Well, because you wall. have endless appetizers, don't you? Or is that TGI yeah. Fridays? That's TGI Fridays. <laughs> that works Fridays. Uh, Applebee's. I was always a Benigan's person. Benigan's. So. I work for yeah. them too. I work there as well. I only like eat in or by an airport. I <laughs> I worked at Benigan's when they all shut down in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, <laughs> and they just all shut down at once. And my buddy texted me in the morning. He goes, "Do you still have a job?" And I was like, "What?" Because he saw a newspaper article. And then I went uh -huh. to Bennigan's, and there was just a sign that just said "closed forever" on the. Floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I walked around the back, and I saw my manager, and he was carrying out a flat screen. And, and uh, I was like, Larry, what's going on? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. Just take whatever you want. <laughs> and I did. Wow, how Wait, many flat screens? Get? I sold. A, I got a meat slicer, uh, oh. like an industrial grade meat slicer, four boxes of steaks, a bunch of chicken. My mom came and picked me up, and she was just like, "I emptied out the trunk. Let's go for it." Like so. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when some I, guy, uh... some guy wheeled out the golden tea machine. And it was well, that's like, what? yeah, a great investment. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Wow, it was great. I left thievery at at, at a high like. A fuck well, you, like, we're too. all canned. Yeah, it's fantastic. When I when Jim Jeffrey's show ended, we were in, we were in the room one of the last days, and my mom emails me like when I'm at the table with everyone, and she's like, "So do you think you could take some of the pieces of the set and sell them on eBay?" And I'm like, hmm, "No, I don't think I can do that. I'm pretty sure they will not allow me." And I but I I said it in the room just like for fun. I was like, "Hey, my mom wants to know if I can." <laughs> take the set pieces and sell them and they're like what oh i would i would guess you could take a few things just checking you gotta just bust it out like the bamboo lounge in goodfellas yeah yeah exactly yeah. um I did a mcdonald's commercial once where i had to hold a tray of fake money and at the end i asked the props guy i was like so cool fake money can i like take a couple stacks and he was like no absolutely not like, yeah. <laughs> it would be like it would be like traced back to him if I ever tried to use that money as like counter like real money or something. 
I don't know. It was like it was like a big faux pas that I asked him. He got like really upset at me. Lame. Mm. That's you so weird because in wardrobe all... they let you take shit all the time. Yeah. No, because I wanted to like I was like just out of college and I wanted to do photo shoots like <laughs> with holding money. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. You were robbed. You deserve those pictures, Mary. Yeah. Right. I yeah. Know. He was being uptight. He was being a little bitch. And then it, well, cause my mom. <laughs> Um, she used to do commercial production like in the 90s when I was a kid and so I told her that story and she was like I can't believe you asked him that that's so messed up <laughs> what? I don't think it's messed up I just want to say no yeah. I think everyone's overreacting yeah um, I did a shoot once where I played a mattress salesman and then my name badge had Scott on it and I was like oh cool they made this for me special and I'm gonna and I, but I was like, I'll make sure I ask before I take it home. And then they got offended that I asked to take that home. And I was like, well, then don't custom make the fucking thing for me. Like, yeah. or was it randomly? Did they, or was it ran- I, randomly just had a Scott patch and they just put it on? Yeah. Like, I have all kinds of shit from shit. Yeah. I usually grab something from everything, you know, but. Yeah. I steal that- as much as I can. <laughs> oh. Always take, they can Always afford steal. more. They're yes. McDonald's they slash can. mattress company. I can't. <laughs> <Even if they can. laughs> I just I just was at a convention this weekend where my apartment is just dripping with swag right now because and I'm just trying to figure out what to do with all of it. Like, I will say I've taken also a lot of swag. Like when I used to cater, I because I catered all these events and I would steal a lot of like branded swag and now I just have it in like jokes on me because they're just like packed into storage boxes and I'm like. What do I do with this popcorn holder from the MTV Movie Awards? <laughs> I do like when I'm out in public and somebody's wearing like a jean jacket that says Quantum Leap on the back of it. Like... <laughs> it takes a certain kind of style and swag to pull that shit off, though, and not look like an asshole. Like, yeah, I do have a couple CISO hoodies here somewhere. If anybody wants. I really That's do. Fun. There you go. Uh, I do love also, uh, Shane, that the theme of the things you've stolen are they've gone out of business <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think that's fine that's Wait a fire a sale comedy central's on the ropes too so we'll see <laughs> <Yeah>. how- <laughs> oh don't let me in that lobby they got some big couches yeah <laughs> uh lisa the recall will already have happened by the time this comes out uh did gavin newsom survive fucking i hope so <laughs> i'm so stressed out I just saw, I was watching the thing where like Rose McGowan was speaking at a Larry Elder event and, uh, what? It, what? Yeah. yeah, this yeah. just happened. Uh, and I can't. What? Rose McGowan, McGowan. forcing Larry Elder. Why? But He's I, crazy. Because she said, her quote was, I, you know, she said there's a lot of corruption in politics, but she supports him because she said, quote, I know his brain. What? Also, uh, she, she also said that um, Gavin Newsom's wife tried to stop her from saying oh. Harvey Weinstein. Right. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle or the new one? I don't know. Uh, I think yeah. the new one. Okay. Uh, but, oh, okay. I, yeah, I know. I know. Oh, my God. Is it worth is it worth like undoing vaccine mandates and no i know it's it's but no i just am like what is the point of like your your personal vendetta against this person like if when like the bigger picture at large is like so much 
more there's so much more going on you know what i'm saying yeah yeah hasn't she been a big anti-vaxxer for a while though rose mcgowan yeah or am i just confusing her with like mccarthy and all these other uh (laughs) there's been some like you're getting your irish 90 stars all mixed up (laughs) yeah Forgivable. Look out, Dermot Mulrooney. You're next. (laughs) That sounds Scottish to me. Oh, that's I. My brother's Dermot. (laughs) Should I be more upset that Gavin Newsom, that all he has to do is point at Republicans and say how scary they are, or more mad that Republicans are so fucked up that all he has to do is point at them and say how fucked up they are? I don't know. I, I will say this also. I mean, this has nothing to do with anything, but I waited on Gavin Newsom years ago, and he's really dreamy in person and tips sure. well that's, so that's i mean reason. i'm gonna be voting for him regardless <laughs> Vote for the hottest one <laughs> yeah that's a good the hot good tippers really i'm not saying they should be in charge but it, you know it's nice when it happens any kamuzi was right my bad. So it's hot stepper, not hot tipper. My bad. That's really what happened at the French Laundry. He was just a. He was actually just there soliciting votes. Oh my yeah. god, he wasn't going to get recalled until that shit happened. People were like, you know what? Fuck you, actually. Yeah. Look, Heath Sanfield of... tipped me when I worked at Seven Eleven. If you want to talk about a good tipper. Oh wow. Who did you say? Look, Heath Sanfield. Really? Talk about another dreamboat yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Do you? What did you make his hot dog or what? Yeah. I don't understand why. No, he was just buying. He had a party like with them. They're all buying mixers and like, uh, like he had a party in Seven Eleven. No, he was like leaving a club right there in Silver Lake, and they're just stopping by to go to. He lives. He lives around there. Wait. And so he, he was so at. Hyperion or the one on Silver Lake Boulevard? The one on Rowena and Hyperion. That's the one. I oh, well. I thought you were like at like he was at Milk Bar and you're like at that Seven Eleven or L and E. Oh, no, it was it was right there by uh, Tenants of the Trees. That's I the... really love it from when people <laughs> yeah. just start talking about the cross streets of convenience stores. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. All right, Shane, you get a free one. Tell us about your favorite wherever. The Where's your favorite Seven Eleven? Uh, I don't know. We don't have them here. We have bodegas. You know, we're real city. Keep going, guys. Where's your favorite place to have a chopped cheese? A chop- That's the fucking dumbest thing ever. <laughs> what is a ch- wait, so what's a chopped cheese? What I is don't... that? It's a fucking cheese. They're doing cheesesteak, and they're just calling it something else from from what I can see pretty Come much. On. I think it's, yeah. a ch- it's a burger that they chop up. Yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. It's just a way for assholes to order something and pay two extra dollars for it. Whatever. If it keeps right. a bodega in business, I'm fine with it, but... If you're ordering it, you're a prick. Like, I just, I don't. <laughs> and then you're going to fucking wash it down with a green juice. Go shit your brains out in somebody else's building. I do miss, <laughs> I do think bodegas are superior, them. for sure. I side the with The sandwich that. game at a bodega, at yeah. a bodega is, like, phenomenal. That's what makes them so good. But I do yeah. love, I do wish they had taquitos a lot of the time. <laughs> like, but isn't there, like, a cat running around at every single one of them? And it's, yeah, it's for the fine. mice, though. It's for the rats. Oh. Yeah, it's a good thing, like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rats bad, cat. cats good. Okay. And they're very cuddly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how if you see a bunch of mongooses running around, you know it's snake free. Or you're at a backyard professional wrestling match. <laughs> Over the weekend, uh, I'll give this one to Shane. I saw ads for the Connors and for the new Wonder Years. Both of those shows came out in like the late 80s and like the 90s. Is nostalgia like a more rampant thing or did it used to be also and I just didn't get the nostalgia? I think, first of all, um, I don't like Fred Savage. I just want to get that out there right now. <laughs> sure, sure. Randy he Savage? Goes to me, he goes Fred to me Savage. when we were both on Conan. I tried to talk to him and he just left and I didn't like that. Okay. And then, uh, uh, secondly, 
uh, I think it's just that thing of like our nost- our youth is now nostalgia. I think we've just kind of moved forward in this like because nobody they're not remaking Marilyn Monroe TV shows or whatever. Like right. remember when your dad would have like Coca Cola pictures in the house or what or James yeah. Dean shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's just all it is, and now they're just like finding a different way to like monetize it. And I just think it's also they're gonna suck. I haven't watched the Connors, but I'm not. I don't want to watch Fred Savage be a dad. Wait, no, it's a black family. I thought. Yeah. Oh, still, I don't want to watch Fred Savage be a dad. Point stands. Yeah, I just, I just don't. Maybe it'll be good, but like, I don't. I usually they these remakes are fucking horrid, right? Like, is there a good yeah, version of any well, of them? Like, oh, Cobra Kai. Already... Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is not a good show. <laughs> I beg to differ. Right. Yeah, let's watch these children beat the piss out of each other in a high school. This is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But the Wonder Years, think... like, was just a nostalgia circle jerk from the beginning, and now they're, like, rehashing a nostalgia okay. circle jerk with a nostalgia... Like, I... It's... Yeah. I just By feel the way, like the I people... watch Cobra Kai. I just think it's not good. My issue with the shows built around <laughs> nostalgia is the people they're marketed to are the people that more than anyone need to fucking move forward with their lives. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, true. Like, so if true. we if we give them the Connors and the Wonder Years and all this shit, we are giving them the space to keep going on and on about, like, the glory days of high school, and I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I really gotta wrap it up. We're five years away from Deuce Bigelow 3 of this Oh, it's so true. It's so yeah, true. probably a GoFundMe from anti-vaxxers to get that going anyway. <laughs> Do you mean Trace Bigelow? <laughs> yeah, Trace. We're going to soon have to watch a 40-year-old Jason Biggs fucking apple pie. We're, it's all coming. It's all about to happen. Oh, wow. Geriatric Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> They're doing He's Matrix thicker, 4. Dead. Matrix I mean, 4, young. Everything is like young, the what? young version. Isn't Matrix it? Four, like the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Or the story or whatever. Yeah. I think it's cool if it continues the story in a lot in a way that like makes sense. So that's why you don't really hate the Connors because I think the, I, haven't, I haven't watched it either, but I like the idea of it. And especially replacing Roseanne, I feel like yeah, that is what happens in families. Like it starts out where one person is sort of the focal point of the story, and as it moves on, that's a family evolves and it it takes on a different identity. And I think that's that's has the opportunity for really sophisticated storytelling i don't know if they're doing it but, uh, <laughs> but like going back to say by the like going back to the campus for saved by the bell stuff like that i feel like you know that's um uh, all projects i would love to work on um yes. i would love to be a small part on guest guest spot um what dad i will do any there's a new saved by the bell one too yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Why don't yeah, they just do yeah. Buried with Children? That's the one we want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Where yeah, is they're up. they're for sure divorced, right? Divorced with children. Know. That's what it's called. There you go. <laughs> yeah. They should a... be dead. It should be Christina Applegate as um, Peg, uh, new proto Peg, and whoever they, whatever late nineties celebrity man they want to marry her to for it, will um, <laughs> probably be the right guy. Yeah. Yeah, bring Jason back Bates. get a life with chris elliott yeah. where that same character oh. but now he's like 70 that's a lot funnier i that am thrilled cool. about the king of the hill reboot that's like might be happening so oh I, like, what Funny. yeah you didn't see that yeah no, I didn't see that. it takes like bobby has grown now and he's got a family uh-huh. of his own so it's like oh, 20 years cool. i would yeah. watch that. 
I yeah, love I mean, it. I think it's the. I still think it's the funniest show that's ever been made. Truly, like, oh, funny. It's so yeah, funny. well, you're Texan yeah, as hell, though. Yeah, that's true. But like, I mean, that's also so. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know when they make a fun show about Iowa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Good point. They State have fair it. corn dog party. Here we are. <laughs> Maybe you haven't seen know, Field jokes. of Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they do that for uh, the like the final seasons of the Flintstones where they made Pebbles and Bam Bam like teenagers like dating each other? I think they did. They yeah. dated. I think you're right. right. Hmm. I did a play in college that was like all the kids from Snoopy. Or like the peanuts, they're all fucked up and older. Like, yeah, yeah. Cool. Was, was it fun? I had fun. I mean, it was like at this random North Hollywood little tiny theater, and I don't know. I it was like. Were you Linus? No, I was like, um, I was what's her face? You know, the Lucy. Girl that, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the football. She's yeah. in the. She's in a psych ward. Oh jeez, <laughs> that's not excellent. Wow, I we let's go see this. Yeah, it's called God uh, Dog Sees God. Sure, <laughs> I love it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So it all it's just it's a palindrome. Yeah, <laughs> the show is a palindrome, right? Yeah, yeah. There's so many uh, good ways you could turn old these old IPs into newer stories, but it's weird to just like reboot it. To just like recover the same ground. They yeah. they did a Brady Bunch movie in like the nineties. Uh, they like, did a couple of them, didn't they? Like yeah. making fun of it. Um, yeah. They. I remember when like I when I was a little kid, they would have like the kids from Leave It to Beaver as like adults sometimes and stuff like that. Yeah, there was like. Yeah, there was a new one. Right. Right. Like they did redo the Leave It to Beaver, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I bet like. People who are 25 and have no idea even what that is. Right. It now. Yeah. I know. So sad that the enduring beaver reference didn't stick around for generations. <laughs> we loved it. And that was way before my time. You know, yeah. I, I mean, it was it was a reason to watch the show <laughs> because it was a little dumb. It was a little nasty. And then the mom from Leave it to Beaver speaks jive in airplane. So that is always going to hold a. Is that is that who oh, that yeah. is? Yeah. 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 God huh. damn. That's a pool. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's Scott, Lisa, Paul, Mary, and Shane. Please hit subscribe if you don't already. There's still a lot more show, but if you want video of this panel and like 72 other panels, that is on the show's Patreon, patreon.com forward slash brido, B R I D O. I give you preferential treatment. You can submit questions to the panel. There are World Series reviews, 1903 to 1958. That's right. Since the last time that we spoke, I posted 1955, 1956, 1957, and 1958. I also posted my 29th Chicago Comedy History bonus show this week with Mike Burns. He's the host of Power Moves with Mike Burns. He's the creator of At Dad Boner on Twitter. He was the best man in my wedding hear his origin story on there and if you want to support the show that's where you go do i need money yes patreon.com forward slash brido thank you to all the patrons who are on there so far i fucking love you if you're in chicago by the way power moves with mike burns is doing a live show at the lincoln lodge september 
17th and 18th. So tonight and Saturday when this comes out. Former Hunk guests Sean Flannery and 80s Clown are on the show. Tickets are only $20 at the new Lincoln Lodge. Go to that for me. Say hello from me. The next Carport Comedy Show is September 25th. That's next Saturday. Mike Holmes is making his famous cheeseburgers. John Durnell is hosting. I'm on it. Paige Weldon is on it. Brooks Whelan. Jack Robichaud. Christina Catherine Martinez. Katrina Davis. Will Miles. Andrew McCann. Beth Stelling. Robert Buscemi. And that should be enough. But we just added James Adomian. One of the best comedians in the country. We just threw him on because we're fucking insane. That's an Eagle Rock. How much is it? Free. How much are the world's greatest cheeseburgers? Free. How much is beer? Free. We're fucking insane, like I said. Details should be on my Instagram soon or at Carport Comedy Jam. Also on Instagram. September 27th, I'm doing Blind Barber with Andy Peters. October 9th, I'm doing Frogtown. That's all I'm going to tell you for now for shows. All right, we'll get back to the show right after a brief word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Urbandale, Iowa, my beloved home state. Learn to defend yourself. Get back in shape. Learn from black belt instructor and bona fide hunk, JJ motherfucking bar. He's been on the show. If you're in the Des Moines area, stop getting your ass kicked. Go, go Plata. The fuck out of life until it taps no coast brazilian jiu-jitsu tell them who sent you tell them brido sent you i know what you're gonna ask me what's the best way to handle the streaming wars well you judge all the content against each other the buffer battle podcast does just that joel and tony are former radio co-hosts who pit relevant pieces of content each week against each other and determine who's the winner of the week From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins, and at the end of each month, they throw it all into a big no-holds-barred cage match to see who wins the month, often joined by a special guest, including me, your boy Brido, to help decide the winners, tournament style. These guys have fun making fun of themselves as they keep their passion for TV and film alive during the podcast. Tony's a film nerd, Joel's a music geek, and they're not shy about their opinions. Holy fucking shit, are they not? Listen to the Buffer Battle Podcasts wherever you download your podcasts. Hi, this is Dustin with None Taken Podcast, and I have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein. Hey, this is Alan with None Taken, and I also have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein. And you clearly listen to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein, so maybe you'll like our show too. We post weekly episodes recapping current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. Give us a listen. You can find us wherever you found Hunk with Mike or go to our website, nuntakenpod.com. And now back to the world's greatest panel. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. (laughs) These guys fuck. (laughs) Thank you, Dustin and Alan. I'm sure you can't hear me. You're probably busy fucking. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion. (laughs) Oh, man, Dustin's going to tell me about that one if he's not too busy fucking to text. Here's the thrilling conclusion of Scott, Lisa, Paul, Mary, and Shane. Please hit subscribe if you don't already. Panda Express has a chicken sandwich to be part of, like, this chicken war shit. They're doing an orange chicken sandwich. I wanted to know if you guys are going to, like... Yeah, I'll fucking eat that shit. Or if you're like, why don't you die? 
I see people shaking their heads no. No Mary fucking way. I feel like orange chicken is bad enough for you. I don't know if you need to add a bread bun to the situation. <laughs> well, and, and what the hell are they oh, else going to put on that bun? You know, there's going to be more. There's going to be mayo. mayo. Pickles, too. I saw pickles it's, in the picture. But all, the, all the orange chicken from Panda Express is like 90% breading, 10% chicken. Right. Yeah. And I'm then you add more it. bread to that. Oh. Like, I, have you ever been I don't think it's going to be 19 loose little nuggets on a bun. I feel no. like make sure it's going to be a patty. It's a Let's patty. Not go nuts. It's a patty. I'm I'm excited to see what the visionaries in that kitchen do with it. It's a <laughs> scoop. So there's just fused nuggets. They're just they just press the nuggets together. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's an the ice cream scoop. And it's a rice bun. What if it's a rice bed bread bun? And then you do like a little spicy mayo. Two, two like fried like rice patties. That would be cool. You know yeah. what I'd be more inclined to get? Orange chicken a la mode. Just a scoop of vanilla ice cream with an orange sauce. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. <laughs> There's something there. So you I'm get the get a... chicken with ice cream. Oh, yeah. If you could do like, a, you could caramelize the sauce or something. You know, uh-huh. like if you reduced yeah. it and then put it down and then, you know. Orange chicken would be an amazing like... pie filling if you think about it. <laughs> yes. Like a peach so, cobbler. Filling feels like an appropriate word for that. Orange chicken cobbler. Or like a waffle cone, just like with a scoop of <laughs> <laughs> I am for uh, this. Uh, I'm only gonna eat my orange chicken out of the little mini baseball helmets now. <laughs> <laughs> I still have those. those. At the, at the, uh, those are amazing. Thank you for that poll. Also, <laughs> Bowser with amazing two amazing polls in a row. There is. I mean, a- I, I will eat this sandwich though because I'm about to go get one of those little Caesar's calzone things after this. So I have no shame left to me. So this is. This is <laughs> I, I used to work at Little Caesars and we made calzones ourselves. We we as the crew undertook it to ourselves. And uh, so I'm just telling you, the ingredients are there. The technology is available. It might not be bad. There is the only place right now you can get this orange chicken sandwich is in Pasadena. There's an innovation kitchen. Uh, oh. So they make shit. They make experiments. <laughs> so it's a bunch of dudes. It's like me and Shane smoking pot and being like, you know, it'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, <laughs> so I think it sounds like the best job ever. Yeah. 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 That's not bad. Um, like a, I ahead. live near the Starbucks uh, test Starbucks or whatever. Like they're mm-hmm. the innovation kitchen. And it's all it's like it's so sad because it's still just there's not much more you can do with coffee at this no. point. Like I like even the really yeah. fancy ones. Yeah, they're like they called the ristrettos or whatever they're. Oh they're, my god! And they have like extra thick plastic little like tall yeah. cups. Yeah. Yeah, it's always like the the things that are different are mostly aesthetic, and there is no change to the beverage at all. There's no change. And then they just have insane merch. Like they have like like fancy hoodies that say like cappuccino and like. Do cursing. they put the Twitter handle on the merch? <laughs> it's on the it's on the cup. It's on the, it's on the cup. cup. Okay, oh, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. It's understated. So like when I say I'm like, hey, Shane Torres, Starbucks. Like you get let's <laughs> all little wood and have a cappuccino. Yeah. Oh I've been God. to the Del Taco uh, experimental. Just a bathroom at a bus stop. Oh. <laughs> they should have it's a just a glory hole. 
It's a glory hole with a salsa bar where they serve you little cups. Yeah. Hold little, on, I got a hot spoon. dia coming out. <laughs> a spoon comes no, they have like 60 different types of hot sauce and salsas there that they experience. Oh, you are not just giving me a hilarious joke premise? No, no, I've been. I used to work down the street from the Del Taco corporate <laughs> office, and they had like the where best Del T- it's in uh like uh Mission Give me the cross Diego, streets. like Lake Forest. <laughs> Give me the cross South. streets. Give yeah. Shane the cross streets. Uh, oh, Irvine Parkway and uh, Alicia Viejo. If I'm not mistaken. oh, is that exit two thirty eight? Because I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched a movie over the weekend. I want your opinion on whether or not. This movie holds up. I honestly can't tell. I watched a movie called Pulp Fiction, 1994's Pulp Fiction. Besides the clear problems with Quentin Tarantino's dialogue of his own character mm-hmm. and some of the other shit. Have you seen this? Here's how I felt. Samuel L. Jackson, better than I remember. The dialogue, worse than I remember. Does this movie hold up? Uh, for Narcan, uh, uh, you know, like for people with fentanyl poisoning, yeah, because, you know, now we have like a scene that shows like someone rescuing someone with a Narcan thing. And, you know, maybe with all that stuff going on now, maybe someone has their life saved. There you I go. I think that that's de- that, that is definitely the case. That has definitely happened. Yeah. That's, I hadn't considered that. I was never a huge fan of the movie in the first place, so I'm going to say it doesn't hold up just because of my own opinion. I saw it as a preteen and probably loved it, like, right, right, because I was a small boy. And know. now you're an adult boy. Now I'm an adult boy, <laughs> and I watched it, and I was like, this makes me feel icky in parts. I think there, I think there is something to be said about some of the iconic imagery mm-hmm. that's in the film, because I think. No matter what, when you see certain elements from the film, you automatically know that that's what it is, and that's really hard to do. Yeah, so I got I gotta respect that element of the film. I also do think Bruce Willis is good in that. Bruce Willis is good in it. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. It has a good soundtrack. It does have a good soundtrack. It has a good soundtrack. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of his movies do though. He does a really good job with that. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm just also yeah. like, I feel like there was a lot of movies and I haven't seen too many movies, but I feel like there was a lot in the nineties that really uh, made hard drug use look sexy. And I'm, I'm not crazy about it. Close up of the heroin, close up of the yeah. needle, the, yeah. like the blood going into the syringe. It makes doing it. heroin look pretty cool. Yeah. And it's those, like really hot people doing. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, they don't look like actual junkies. <laughs> Just like the real problem, you know, like yeah, yeah, like yeah, they're they like they're... hot and be- and rich. I mean, yeah, that yeah. was that was like a like... thing in the '90s, though, right? Heroin chic. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it was like a like a legit yeah. like uh, aesthetic, like... which is still a prevailing kind of I think aesthetic that never really went away. Like yeah. I think if anybody looks like that aesthetic, everyone's like that person's hot as hell. You know? Yeah, it's sure. kind of wet and sickly. It just, yeah, yeah. yeah. They look like one of those cats without hair. Like just like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever Fucking seen the picture? Gross. Sorry, this is another si- sidebar. But because Shane Take me on the sidebar. Cats. There, there is a picture that I've seen online that haunts me every day and it is a picture of a hairless cat with no eyeballs no fucking mm. eyeballs it's something was wrong and it had to have its eyes removed and no it's hair hairless. no eyeballs it looks like a demon from hell <laughs> was this 
maybe though a trick for you to look at an upside down picture of testicles. <laughs> <laughs> because now that I think of it, I've had a lot Jesus of friends. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Now yeah. that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> Although it did have teeth still, so that's... But the, the teeth on it was the, actually a tumor that was growing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where I was going to go with that. The I teeth. did. I did. This is so gross, but I'm out of the shit. <laughs> what? Also, I also worked for Pacific somewhere. I had many a mall job. Uh, but this guy I worked with, it was the manager. He would just be like, have you ever seen a cat's brain? Do you know this one? And would always be like, no. And he would like bunch up his ball sack. Yes. And then you would just see his, his bean bag. And you'd be like, check it out. It's a cat's brain. And that's, he would do, he would do like, this when I was like trying to sell shoes for new, for back to school kids. Yeah, he would yeah. do this when I was like looking for a size five and a half for a little boy. Having been to Pacific somewhere though, that sounds like, like they make you show your bean bag in the meeting. <laughs> if, you, if you want to become a manager there, like it's all, it seems very part, ingrained in the culture. Like, I, used to work at, Puka. I was gonna say, I used to work at Hard Rock Cafe and I worked with this uh, waiter who, and I'm just, I'm only saying this because I feel like you'll hate him less. Uh, so he was deaf, he was mostly deaf. And we had, you know, these little aprons that like came down in the front and kind of went to the sides. I, for anyone listening, I don't know why I'm doing like some kind of <laughs> act out. But the apron was like a short apron, but it was long enough that it went to like the sides of your legs. And what he would do is he would take his balls out of his zipper and then he would go up to a table with his hands in the pockets of the apron and just rest his balls on the edge of the table and I be like, I fucking hey, love this guy. What can I get for you today? <laughs> people notice no they never noticed because his apron fully covered it was like a shield around the balls oh so they couldn't it didn't peek out from the apron no they would just like rest on the edge of the table that's an absurd ball sack if it does Mm -hmm. i believe there's something about mary for all that yes (laughs) yes Ball Let's not put all of this on the Fairley brothers. We have to take some responsibility <laughs> ourselves. Take some responsibility. There's no responsibility for all I of thought that. we were going to blame the deaf community, but okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, really... what, what hard rock did you work at? I used to work at the one on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, I worked at Universal City Walk. We probably know some of the same people, though. We, we, we probably moved, do. Yeah. They moved back and forth like HPV. Yeah. <laughs> Along with the HPV. They were yeah. the vessels of HPV. Yeah. Yeah, I Good worked year. at Universal City Walk before Hollywood existed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, I know they brought a few people over and there was a whole, you know. Oh, I'm sure. Different factions, you know, got the, the, the wars of 2014 got pretty gnarly. I guess. When was yeah, Lovitz sure Club did. there? Oh, that was a long time ago, too, because that was before. I think was, that shut down in like 2015. Hmm. Yeah, it was there in 2013 because I, I was there. I did last comic standing around. There. Oh yeah. And there and there were like somebody was like, "I have a guest set at John Lovett's Comedy Club," and I was like, "Well, have fucking fun." Oh my god, <laughs> that I was, was like, the this worst. This is not the set I would want to tune up for before my first TV thing. Worst no, club I've ever worst. played. Worst? <laughs> huh? Maybe not worst, but top five worst. It's so bad. I played a, one time. I played a dry flappers out of town. A dry, yeah. Dry. Yeah. Well, like, saying you played a dry flapper sounds like really gross. <laughs> That's what the waiter at uh, her restaurant did. Is that was called a dry <laughs> flappers. <laughs> yeah, you get you oh, it wasn't yeah. dry. <laughs> Yuck! Yuck! Clint 
Eastwood has a new movie coming out. He's yes, ninety one years old. Uh, are you guys gonna keep doing your shit till you're ninety one? Yeah, with the loss of Social Security, we're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, I think we have a choice. We're all gonna yeah. be Eastwooding it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm a lifer. I'm gonna. All I do now is golf and gamble. I'm in it to the end here. Like I've I've already reached like Del Boca Vista Phase Four part of my life. So what's that mean? <laughs> Like the Seinfeld, the condo community that the parents live in. Oh, like that's, oh, oh. I, I realize that's what condo community I live in here is the Del, <laughs> like Del Boca Vista stays for, stays for starter kit. That's a good look for you, Bowser. <laughs> hey, you know, keeping the blood pressure down. That's the real key there. <laughs> I, once, uh, I once had to follow at the Laugh Factory Shelly Berman, Larry David's father from uh, Kirby yeah. and the, Like Lenny Bruce mentions him in his autobiography. Like he had to be in his 80s when i did that he murdered he murdered that's amazing i hope i'm still wanting to do it yeah you know like like i'm barely wanting to do it in my 40s oh michael can you imagine though like i want to still doing it kidding i want it asking for spots at like local shows like that's where you're at what is your booking email yeah. <laughs> no, we will because the good news is you're still going to know all of the people booking local shows because the <laughs> entertainment industry is collapsing and it will be us. It will still be the people that you know booking shows. We're going to run a retirement community for comics where it's like instead of like a card table, it's like Mahjong tournament room, it's just an open mic that runs every night before supper at 5 p.m. That's what it is now. <laughs> we're just waiting to die together the dining room is basically it's just it just looks like a diner in the village <laughs> there's just like there's just four guys serving you boston cream pie that's three weeks old how do you feel about that that a 91 year old dude is like i'm gonna star in my own movie and put it out and people are like i guess clint eastwood like is yeah, that i can't believe he's directing at that age that's the one I think that gets it's me great yeah. yeah like i like that he's still I mean, he's got a proven track record. I know, like, sure, politically, sure. like, all, whatever, all of his other shit is like, he's made good work in the past, a lot of sure. it. You know, like, even his medium stuff is watchable. I watched The I watched, Mule. I liked it. Yeah. I like. I, I just watched In the Line of Fire the other day. If you guys remember, that was, like, this political yeah. thriller he did. And it was, like, I was, like, oh, this is still, like, a good enough watchable movie to, like, just put on and bullshit. It's as good as he's, S for you or like anything a, else. Unforgiven. He's, yeah. he's a master of the craft. Like, yeah. I think, I think we, our culture does have a very like bad problem with, um, ageism. Just going to say it. I yeah. like in college, I took this course all about like, kind of like people and geography and blah, blah, blah. And the professor's main kind of thing was like, yeah, so old people are very beneficial for society because they're like very good at the skills that they have because they've been doing it for longer than anybody else. And they can like take care of kids and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, Clint Eastwood has made so many movies that, like, I'm sure he's just like, yeah, that, 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 that. Like, he does it so, like, yeah. it's easy for him because he's done it so much. Do you know what he I just mean? Has like a, yeah. He just has a specific plan and way he works. You mean, like, it's just, yeah, kind of like, he probably yeah. has had the same crew guys for like 20 years. It's right. just, yeah. they have like the machine is just so well oiled that they're just like, yeah. I do think, though, you could do things poorly for that long. 
<laughs> are you going? Are you are you doubting his work on the bridges of Madison County? No, I'm just thinking about like older people in my family, and I'm like, oh, they just think they're good at things because they've been doing them for 30 years. There is that, yeah, Yeah, I mean, I mean, we know a lot of comics that have been that they're the thing they can say the most is I have been doing this 35 years. It's like I remember when you know, the Hannah. Gadsby, yeah. I keep wanting to say Hannah Gansett. The Hannah Gadsby, uh, her thing came out, and she's like, "I've been doing this for ten years," and I was like, "That's the least impressive thing about this." Yeah, is that you've been doing this for ten years? There's yeah. so many people can say that that are that are very bad. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. yeah and like the, it's not like a, I think like the further along you get, you just realize some people are just good at certain points, and some people never get good mm-hmm. in comedy, and then like. Some people do get good after. Some people do get good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people I thought would never get good, like have it click. And then they're like the funniest thing I like to like. They're the only ones I want to watch. half the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, So did something bad happen to them? Do you think or do you think that it just like something clicked? Because I've seen both reps. I think I think it's both. I think it's reps, too. You know, like what some people just like you can see what they're trying to do and they just can't get out of their own way. Yeah. You know, like they don't know how to execute it yet. And then finally they just have fuck it in them one day and they say, I'm going to try it this way and I'll bomb if I bomb or whatever, you know, and right. then they find out that they're exciting that way as opposed to like calculating. And there's a lot of people that think they're going to be the Roddy Dangerfield so they won't give up because they're like, hey, it took him oh, a long time. Yeah. We should not tell that story anymore. Yeah. It's no, really that's, bad. That's ruined more people than AIDS, dude. Yeah. I swear. Like, but Roddy Dangerfield making it in his 50s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's like it's not good for people. It's like, you know right. why? It's because he was Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Like, that's, there, there's, I mean, yeah. he was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he was touring nonstop. He, was young, he kept yeah. writing jokes yeah. and filled a bag with jokes while he wasn't performing, and he continued to be diligent in pursuing his mm-hmm. writing. What about Tapitone? Yeah, that work ethic is insane that yeah. he had. Yeah, it's just, it's just brilliant. And it's like closed Dangerfields here in the city. Oh. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, not really. They should put in a Lovitz Club. Yeah, <laughs> he is the new Rodney Danger. But they were like, they're saying like, I never worked that room. But they would say like, the waiters had been there for like forty years, and they all wear tuxes and stuff. It was like a real throwback. Wow. But they would just be like, you'd be like doing a setup, and someone would be like, I have your chicken for you. Like they would just yell. <laughs> they had no idea. It was like that kind of. Club. I like, love that. No, no, I mean, not for working though. Like as a freak show. Yeah. 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 What What is his story? He. He wasn't called that, and he, like, wrote jokes, and then he's, like, why did he all of a sudden break in his 50s? He left the he left the business because he had a family he had to support, and he wasn't doing it as a comedian. So he yeah, did. He was an aluminum stole, siding salesman, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and his, his dad was a deadbeat comic that, like, raised him poorly. So he kind of, because he originally went by, I read his autobiography. It was, like, a, Jack Roy was his dad. So his original stage name was Jack Roy Jr. And mm. then he went into aluminum siding sales. And then mm-hmm. decided, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go back in. Like he was like in his early forties when he went back, but like he was, he'd been writing these jokes and they were so sharp and he had kind of figured out like his angle. Like yeah. I don't get respect, you know, though I don't get respecting, but then, yeah, I was like, I mean, but like the keep in mind, like he had been working before. So he had the infrastructure to get his career back to a degree at that point. And then that was right when Vegas was opening. And so he was able to kind of take advantage of like that new thing opening up at the time. So there's a lot going on in his favor to make it work. I, 
I do think you need to mention that he did have a pedigree then. Like if his yeah, dad yeah. was a comic, like that's a big thing that people yeah like, talk about. Like he had spent his entire life around comedy at that point, you know, up until yeah. He, yeah. So. you learn it by being around it. Too. I've tried yeah, to I go as been... uh, Mike Wayans to see if it would help me. <laughs> <laughs> I started out with the Wayans, and she was hilarious. And it was it was like oh frustrating. You're plugged in and very funny. Oh Shante, uh, yeah, she's so fucking. Who's funny. her dad? I don't know, but she's a she's in the Wayans family. Like Damon Wayans used to come around to the haha back in the back in the mid two thousands when I was there all the time with uh, Shantae. Hey, and Paul, she's always been hilarious. Remember when we used to do that awful uh, open mic at that coffee place back in those days at like uh, Hollywood Boulevard with Ben Stiller's sister? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I remember like, her. Yeah, and it was like. And your brother is like currently one of the biggest movie stars on the planet, and you're here with Scott Bowser and Paul. Thank you. Hey I mean, man, that, that stuff Legends. is rampant oh, in comedy. It's um, amazing. Like it, it helps to have that pedigree, but also it doesn't do it for you. It, I mean, there's you meet you meet a lot of people that are plugged in. You're like, how can you not be making it and be that plugged in? And then you see them do their thing, and you're like, wow. Some of the yeah, some, some of show business is right. Some, there's like rich kid syndrome too like even if you are around it there is that like you never had to like there has to be audience it. demand like there has yeah. to be like people wanting to see you and so yeah. if you're not good it's yeah. mary you grew up with a lot of children of famous people without naming names was anybody actually talented or you uh were, or did anybody get anything you're like they got that because they didn't name um i mean like yeah, um, I, <laughs> yes. I, I I grew up for context. I grew up in LA, and um, I went to public school for elementary and middle school. And then my parents, they both dropped out of college, and they were like, "We really want you to go to college, so we're going to send you to this private school." And so when I got to private school, I was like, "Whoa, there's this whole side of LA that I didn't know existed," and it was like so crazy. It was pretty wild. Um, but like, you know, I think that nepotism is interesting because kind of like what I was saying before, like, <coughs> of course, like certain people get opportunities because of their family, but some of those people are really good. Some of those people are really hard workers. Like I do know girls who I went to school with because I, I went to an all girls school. So I, I do know girls that I went to school with who are just like genuinely good at their jobs and they also can't come from like wealthy families or families that have built kind of like legacies etc that I'm like okay like it's harder for me to be mad about that because if I was in their position I would be like wanting to do the same thing you know what I mean mm -hmm. um but then there are girls who I was like yeah yeah oh um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is, uh, this is clearly just because daddy said yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Daddy said yes. Daddy you, said yes. You can just say Tori Spelling. It's okay. Oh, shit, yeah. Tori no, Spelling. No, I mean, but it's a balance, you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't... Who do you guys think is the most talented second, third generation, like, like uh, somebody you like you admire their parents were one of their parents was famous or both their parents were famous and you think they are ben stiller i really yeah. like sophia coppola's filmmaking yeah. not so much her performance in godfather 3 but 
I, I really no, I like it. I think that if you uh, re-explore it, she's really portraying an accurate uh, teenage girl in that situation. She's she kills it. She does not much to do. I watched the recut of Godfather Three, and I actually liked it. Oh, I want to see that. It's on HBO Max. It's it's pretty good. Oh, cool. I'll Who are my options out. for this? For this, uh, so Ben Stiller. How about Drew? Barrymore? everywhere. Drew yeah, Barrymore. Like you can say, Barrymore. Go, go out of music, even. You know, like go out to music, even or. You know, like you don't have to just say film or television. Like I think, um, I think that uh, Hannah I, Einbinder's yeah, show is good. Ever. Oh yeah, yeah, Hannah Einbinder's great. Yeah, she's really uh, good. This weekend, I was in here in Vegas. I was with friends on the Strip, and we were stuck in a cab behind a car, a Bentley that had the license plate Pacino too. <laughs> so that like, that guy. I was like, okay, what kind of? Uh, but I guess we looked it up, oh. and it's a guy named Mark Pacino that claims it's to be Al Pacino's brother. <laughs> Denzel's son yeah. is good. I, I do like John David Washington a lot. I think yeah, he's, he's really great. Uh, I mean, George George Clooney is a, a Hollywood legacy kid. Who's his? Rosemary Clooney? Hey, speaking of Rosemary George, can, I, can we give it up for George W? Uh, <laughs> George W. <laughs> what a legacy. Son of uh, a famous painter. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Second generation coffin masturbator. I think Liz that, Cheney. I Liz Cheney. To give it up. Shout yeah. out to the Cheneys. I think the Russell Goldie Hawn family is the oh, most yeah. talented people. Oh, yeah. I like exactly. Wyatt Russell and Kate Hudson both quite a bit. Basically, yeah. every actor and actress is a Hollywood, sec- like a kid, right? Yeah. Um, I was watching that uh, Spike Lee 9-11 thing, and his son is like, I'm a, pro- I'm a director. And I was like, oh, my God. What about, um, um, I'm like, why am I blanking on her name? She was Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Rashida Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Basically everyone. Miley Cyrus. Miley. That's the thing. I love that we've just named everyone now because it's like I'm realizing how much it, with each. I mean, the name, way like, oh, Chad the Hanks. Chad Hanks. David Wayne. <laughs> David Wayne's Jr. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, Emma Roberts. Uh, Emma Roberts. Who's she? Julia. No, uh, Eric Roberts. Oh, so. Eric Roberts. He's Julia yeah. Roberts. His niece. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're Jane fucking Fonda. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth. God damn, oh, it's she, everybody. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow is a good one. I think Shakespeare in Love is one of my favorite movies ever. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that would be hard for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how did all the 9-11s you mentioned bush how did all that 9-11 shit like they so much like 20 years ago stuff and it made me remember i don't miss george w bush at all no no oh it was bad it was really it was, bad it was it's crazy that he's seen as a voice of reason in that party now like, yeah, or that i had to point to him to like republicans and be like this is the sanest thing around you that's, and this guy's yeah, painting pictures of dogs. <laughs> I got a fucking this this fucking milky idiot is just gonna be the reason I gotta tell you that we don't need to have a yeah, he's no one cool now. He paints deal. photos yeah. of dogs. He's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's what I gotta go to because that's the fucking level these fucking primates are at. Also, I, the, uh, but it's also they were like the country was unified back then. It's like yeah, with this weird racist bloodlust against yeah. The, 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 the Middle East, <laughs> the entire place. Did, did you, uh, uh, 
You guys see that onion head? That's the one I was thinking of, man. I couldn't think of the Yeah. It was, he goes, uh, uh, Nation looks back fondly at 9 11. It was last time they were united in bloodlust. (laughs) (laughs) God. Yeah. I I like the onion 9 11 uh, subway ad. Did you see that? No. It was like, uh, like two subs for 9-11 in honor of like we'll never forget this fantastic deal we're giving you and it was like a guy like dre- like kind of dressed like a plane flying into two subs that were like towers it feels like an eddie pepitone bit that's incredible that whole thing like the whole like it i think this year it bummed me out more than like any other except for 2001 i was pretty bummed but like, uh, it bummed me out this year more than like any other year because it was like, this is like a fucked up. Like we lost two wars after we couldn't have handled it yeah. any more poorly than we did. Uh, don't don't discount Syria. We lost <laughs> two and a half wars. Yeah, kind of. And I really, I really think we're gonna uh, the next one's gonna be our one to lose even better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one for each tower, one for building seven. Yeah. See, you never, you never, what's it, what was it, what's that thing people say when they're fucking losers and they can't get anything right? Like, you never really fail, you're just practicing to get better next time. <laughs> I love that. That's a big I one like with it. people who just can't fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know the quote. No, yeah. Oh, uh, see, go ahead. Your camera moves and we see a live, laugh, love sign. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Trump said about the Robert E. Lee statue. He said, "If only we oh, had the boxing commentator." Oh yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. Vander Holyfield. I love that it didn't even take him one full year to start doing boxing commentary. Like that yeah. was couldn't have been the more perfect trajectory. How was he? Guy. I hope he was good, and he decides he wants to keep doing it. Oh, I can't watch the celebrity boxing matches, and I love boxing, and I love like I I think it's a great sport, but it is like watching these people do this is fucking. When insane. is Trump They're just gonna... geriatrics beating the shit out of each other? It's fucking so horny. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Is... I get it for that brain injury. Thank you for saying yeah. it was horny. What is Trump gonna do commentary for Logan Paul and Jake Paul box? I think it's the same thing. So like soon. It's the same company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Triller oh. or whatever. Yeah. And I like there's a this. Do you remember Shannon Briggs? Does anybody know who he was? Shannon the Cannon Briggs. He was this amazing like powerhouse boxer, and his Instagram is insane because he's always like adding at Triller and all these other companies. And because he, he's like, I think he's an actual lunatic, and they won't nobody wants to fight him because he still looks like a professional linebacker. So he would just kill everyone, and he DMs <laughs> all the fighters, like, and then he posts it to his Instagram. It's nuts. It's shit is crazy. That's wow. Hilarious. Yeah, and he always screams, "Let's go, champ!" into the camera, which I really like. That's fun. Well, uh, boxing, Trilla boxing announcer Donald Trump said that. uh, Triller boxing. (laughs) If we only had. Former president and Triller boxing announcer. Former Twitter personality and Trilla announcer Donald (laughs) J. Trump said, if we only had Robert E. Lee to command the troops in Afghanistan, what an embarrassment we are suffering because we don't have a genius of a Robert E. Lee. That to me was um, that's just talking about the car. <laughs> yeah, the, the General Lee, <laughs> yes. beautiful car, jumping. Yeah. Imagine, imagine jumping over, avoiding the Boss Hog. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no way the Duke boys are gonna get out of this one. Oh, just hiding behind a, a bush and waiting to pop back out. Oh, it would yeah. solve everything. Yeah. That's a guy. 
who has no idea what he's saying. He just knows that yeah. vaguely white people like Robert E. Lee. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's not surprising he's friends with Vince McMahon. Like, it's like, it's <laughs> They're like the same guy. Yeah. Why Vince McMahon succeeded at things. It, it makes a lot of sense, though, because he, uh, I mean, you know, his reality show was a failure because it, it went celebrity real quick. He couldn't find people to keep coming on as regular <laughs> contestants. And so, That's true. you know, yeah. it, like, the they're like, okay, went... we got to get David Lee Roth on here instead of uh, Amorosa. Yeah, instead of Amorosa. Yeah. I worked on a season of The Celebrity Apprentice as a footage logger, and it was, um, it was, it was oh, a wonderful a... experience. That's the best type of logger. Yeah. Yes. When you're when you get to work on a huge a huge thing like that that is all profit and no no artistry, no real work goes into it. No one pays attention. So you're you're feasting in the in the kitchen, you're napping and leaving early. Like I I did what I could, you know. I mean, sure he still became president, ruined lots of lots of lives, but I got a lot of free lunch on that guy's dime. So So you uh, you voted for him. Also was it actually on his dime or the network's dime? Yeah, it was on not his dime. Did you yeah. sell a TV or steal a TV or no? Just lunch. No, I didn't have access to the TVs. They kept the loggers in a pretty far back room. Uh, they uh, they they didn't regard our work as much. And truly, I've never put in less effort. So yeah, they were right. It was all bad. Everyone was getting everybody. Easy checks are nice too. Yeah. I did get I did get a couple of phone calls when Trump was first running. They wanted to know because they someone had done some research, seen that I had worked on a show, and they wanted to know if I had ever seen footage of him saying uh, racist things. Have uh -huh. you? Oh, not no, not specifically. No, Paul doesn't think it's racist. He thinks he's just. <laughs> well, Paul's like, hold on, divine racist first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he implied racist things. I think he behaves, you know, racistly, but. Yeah. No, he can, he understood he was on camera. He's slick. At yeah. this point, at this no, point, no, no, I don't no, want them to air it because it, if it does exist, because it's only gonna make his followers like him more. Yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, I don't think it changes anyone's mind. Like, yeah, everybody who's still on the fringe for him is kind of racist. Like, I think like they're they're fine with it as long as it affects them. Wait, mm -hmm. you don't think there's anybody who's like he's not racist? Hey, I don't. Bill think if I Bill think, Barr's think... audience stuck with him after the N-word, I think Trump's will with him. Like, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... No, I don't... Yeah, I don't think anybody who's with him, it's, it would change their minds. I don't... Like, at this point. And maybe earlier on in the first right. one, but, like, yeah, like... But now it's it's just, like, so clear, blatantly obvious, like, everything he does is to <laughs> upset people. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to try to say, if Gavin Newsom wins, they're going to try to say it was rigged? They already are. Yeah. I noticed that Trump and Tommy Lawrence said it's going to be rigged, which means they think yeah. they're going to lose. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the seed. Ugh. Yeah, it's What's like a nice real that's I... a real winner's attitude, right there. <laughs> I do think fewer of those morons vote when they hear that things are rigged because they're like, okay, uh, well, why? Which is uh, just nice. Yeah, that's. I didn't think about it. that's smart. Yeah. Um, I have some fries. Listen, franchise. Yeah. Let's do it. I have a couple more. I don't know who here knows anything about fashion besides the me. patterns. Well, obviously, Paul and I. Yeah, we yeah. coordinated today. Yeah. I saw Balenciaga. Am I saying that right? Uh, yeah, you're saying that right. They're coming out with $1,200 sweatpants with the boxers sewn at the top to make it look yeah. like you're sagging a pair of boxers. No. Yes. 
<laughs> what is this? Why is this? I've really been tired of putting too much effort into underwear and pants, so this is this is brilliant. For yeah, <laughs> I will say they make really good purses. Balenciaga. All right. That that though that you just described is embarrassing to humanity. Would would someone yes. be able to explain it to me in a way that Meryl Streep breaks down that belt in The Devil Wears Prada? Like, is it <laughs> is it like um, the material is that much better? Like, or is it just a price tag that's just like fuck you? No, I think they just hired us, some kind of hype beast to be a designer, and they've yeah. lost their oh. minds. That's what that sounds oh, okay. like. Yeah, because yeah. streetwear is so popular now that they mm-hmm. think like, oh, this will be awesome and like not think about any of like the actual like backstory or like yeah. implications or like symbolism or anything. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about the price, Mike? Is that what you're saying? Why, Why so- would a pair of sweatpants cost that much anyway? These these companies just like profit off of their name. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. obviously certain certain like um fabrics are probably like the the way that the garments are made like designer clothes are like nicer than what you get at like zara or h&m or whatever but it's like you're really paying to like it's it's just a a, a marker of wealth like all designer mm-hmm. if, especially if you have it in the season that it debuts where you're like i can afford to buy this right now or whatever for any like designer clothes yeah it's i mean with stuff like that too isn't it people who know about it like these pants will be out of style in like a year right yeah so like yeah so it doesn't even it almost looks bad that you have 1200 dollars pants a year later in my yeah yeah. like it's like like uh that's like the joke in um uh uh legally blonde where she's like at the water fountain and she's like tapping her foot because the witness is in front of her and he goes, don't stomp your last season Prada shoes at me, honey. And she goes, you could have done it with the accent that that guy has. I would have liked that. You want to? (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I guess I'm allowed to kind (laughs) of, but she goes, they're not last season. And then she realizes, Oh wait, he's gay. And that's what went to the case. But (laughs) the the whole point is like, you know, you're like, you know, you're supposed to have like the thing in season now because every, when you go to a party, everybody sees, oh my gosh, like the new like Muni bag that just came out. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, I don't know. One time uh, Mike Burns was on stage and he's a fashion, he was a fashion designer in New York at one point and a girl heckled him, or a woman heckled him. And he said, really, you're going to try with last year's peasant top? And the crowd went crazy. And I like, it was like, I wish that I knew what that meant. <laughs> he was, he's so good at that because he does have all the vernacular. And he, like, you don't expect it coming from Peasant top. Oh. <laughs> it was in, um, like, 2006 that he said it. But, sure. yeah. And the girl in Chicago had a peasant top and heckled him. The woman. It's, it's just woman. so crazy to charge that much money for like a total like cultural appropriation, like fashion piece. It's like, like uh, uh, it's really coming around to that derelict theme in Zoolander. Yeah, no kidding. It literally is. Yeah. It, I mean, I love Zoolander because it totally just like makes fun of the superficiality of all of that yeah. stuff. It also really uh, destroys the argument that if if you know, wages go up, that the cost of goods is going to go up. Cause it's like, okay, well then you do, do you think the people making that shit are making that much more than the people making sweatpants for target? Cause I am, 
I'd wager to guess they they make about the same hourly. <laughs> I would agree with that. You yeah, can make you can become a millionaire making sweatpants now. I don't know if you know yeah. they pay a livable wage. It's <laughs> cranking out. There's room pants. for growth. <laughs> they have stock options. Okay, let me do what this one last mm-hmm. political question for today. Mm-hmm. The last political one. Uh, do Republicans want the pandemic to last forever? What am I not understanding? What the fuck is happening? Do they like just at least two years? Two? Why? Oh, because I of the they the voted. Yeah, yeah. The midterms. The midterms. Yeah, that's what I think. They want they want it to last until November twenty twenty two. One of Biden's things is I'm the guy that's going to get us out of this yeah. pandemic. Is what he said. So they are going to like shove that in his fucking face. Uh, really. That's yeah, like so. a year from now. I think they are so dug into not being wrong, no matter what, mm-hmm. that they don't really care about the consequence of it. Like, that's it so kind of reminds far. me. I used to work with this guy. He was a real loudmouth, and we were all partying one night. And he got really drunk, and um, he like hit one of our friends, and so he just got his ass beat. Really, like it was like on the ground, very bloody, and at the end, he was just like. He kept insisting that he wanted to be hit more. And I was like, it, it was so spooky to me at the time. I was like, this guy's unhinged. Like he's like asking to be taken down further. And and then the older I get, the more I see that sort of repeated in different scenarios throughout. And this is kind of like they're like, fuck it, we'll just keep dying. I don't care. Devin I'm Nunes dying. by name. <laughs> was you were at a party with Devin Nunes. <laughs> <laughs> No, this guy. Me and old Ron DeSantis were out. No, but like, I mean, well, think about what a lot of this like Bible thumping Republicanism is all about to begin with. The Book of Revelations. So these mm-hmm. people are just have been like digging their heels in on the apocalypse for a while now, as it is. I mean, yeah, so, so anything like this, like they're gonna try and exploit it to that end for themselves. But the way Danky I mean, said it was, "Fuck it, we'll just keep dying." Like that's not a fucking. That's not owning the libs. They, they not not kowtowing is. It, they want. They would rather die doing their own thing. They think that's yeah. that's. Than admitting anything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so fucking self righteous. It's disgusting. And mm-hmm. I don't know why any of these people who are like, like, I mean, I guess like evangelical Christians, when they're like, they want the apocalypse. Like that's mm-hmm. part right. of their belief system, right? Like, yeah, that they believe it will happen and they will go to heaven, which is yeah, because they want fucking like insane. Ever. like they want like jesus to come and like to have yeah. some validation that they've lived like a non-sinful life or something. yeah and it's I like you, you want your god to come in and save only you and then all these other people are gonna go, sounds like a rad dude suck my <laughs> dick god that's why they're like the biggest uh donors to israeli uh like army stuff because they their whole thing is like we need to keep the holy land safe for and get it, prepare it for the Holocaust. I mean, yeah, the apocalypse. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prepare this thing to be destroyed. It's yeah, a fucking like, pinata at a nine-year-old's birthday party. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's a so it's a death cult, is what you're saying. It's gonna yeah, that's yeah. We're all just Jim in Jonestown. Because God forbid, like they they find something like that makes them happy, and they decide to focus on that for just a couple hours a week. <laughs> Can you imagine a healthy <laughs> hobby that's just for their own enjoyment? Fuck yeah. that. They have Hobby Lobby. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. 
Even Hobby Lobby triggers them because everything there is made in China, so they can't even feel good about making their racist crap. Well, yeah. they did steal that stuff from the Taliban or whatever it was. Yes, yes. So, what? Yeah. <laughs> Artifacts. You oh, don't yeah. remember uh, Hobby Lobby bought a alleged religious Christian religious artifact from the Taliban. Yeah. They, so when the Taliban took over certain things, I did not know that. Like that's... ISIS, it was ISIS, not the Taliban. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Even better, ISIS. <laughs> like when they yeah, took the, over, the like new school. Yeah. yeah. When they took over, like Baghdad. That's so awful. That's like mm-hmm. they like got well, like a Babylonian like... shit and sold it to the fucking family that owns Hobby Lobby. That's part of the way that the tal- or the ISIS, sorry, <laughs> ISIS made money is well, selling mm-hmm. Babylonian artifacts and like a Syrian artifact. Your birdhouse money. I love that we've just ruined Shane's day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you, I can't tell if you made it better or worse, to be honest. I have no idea where I'm at. I, like, I feel like I had too much sugar and I'm just sitting here waiting to see how I ride it out. Well, <laughs> like the Hobby Lobby thing, it goes back to like, okay, anti-mask, anti-vaxxers were perfectly okay with Hobby Lobby telling their employees what to do with their bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, or Colorado bakers that don't want to make cake for gay, gay, for gay couples. Yeah, where are the let, Taliban can, now? Cannot serve, cannot serve these people because of their personal beliefs. But the second it's like, hey, wear a mask in here to save, to prevent a, vi- a deadly virus. That's, that's, that's okay. No, you can't have that, that bullshit anymore of, uh, my right to own my business the way I want and reserve. It's- yeah. It's so insane how much they're doing this and it's affecting other people. I read a like a article today and the, they were talking about how in parts of western Idaho that border eastern Washington, like they are getting flooded with COVID patients from Idaho. And these like people are like putting off brain tumor removal surgeries and stuff because yeah. Idaho is not mandating anything for the most yeah. part. You know, and it just like and his like their governor's such a fucking punk he's just being like i'm hoping they just uh do the right thing and get vaccinated it's like just put make them put on a fucking mask it's not that big mm-hmm. a deal I yeah, he won't even a... do that and he's just maybe you shouldn't have that job if you can't make that decision i had some like chest I... problems a, a few months back and like i had to put off a, like an ultrasound that i needed for my heart for like six weeks because of these dipshits and, th- and thank god it was just an indigestion problem i was dealing with but had it been a heart problem that could have been like very serious for me mm-hmm. like, Right. That's why I was telling like glad you're okay. Yeah, I am. When they were do when people were doing that uh, cart the milk crate challenge, I was like, you should not go to the emergency room now. You can't like get in. Yeah, it was the most horrifying place I've been. I mean, I went to like okay, and I I realized that I should have gone to a nicer one because I have decent insurance, but. Oh my god, the the emergency room yeah. was, was, must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, Ooh la la. Really was like one of the most horrifying experiences I've had. Which one did you go to? I mean, I live here in Las Vegas, so it was at University Medical Center, which is like I was just there. I wish I'd known you. You lived there. I was like, I was at the Rio all week. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm seller. Yeah, well, next time, let me know. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I I was there with three sober comics, so I really could have, like, had I want one. I was like, I thought it was good, but there was one night I was like, God, I just want to get so fucked up right now. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I I got the spots. I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go to the devil down. I like that place, but yeah, like, uh, it it was just wild. Like, these, like, there was a woman and just screaming, I'm dying the entire time, and no one was even acknowledging her. Oh, Oh, wow. I will say, I think there was a lot of that going on in hospital emergency rooms. This yeah, I don't know how great it was pre-vid. 
Yeah. Well, I think like before when I went, like you couldn't have anybody with you. Mm-hmm. Like my girlfriend came to like you know check on me, make sure I was okay because I got sent from work there. But uh, yeah, like so everybody's just in there wallowing in their own misery by themselves without anyone to like kind of help them keep calm and chill out mm-hmm. for a minute. So I mean, but yeah, that's I, what we're dealing with right now. It's fucking, some people are getting they're accosting nurses and hospital workers because they make them wear a mask when they're going in to see somebody who has COVID. Also, it's fucking the, crazy. All of the airplane videos of like people yeah. just like not, like being escorted off the plane or everybody has to deplane because one person won't wear the yeah. mask. Yeah. I, I, I flew from Burbank and here back like last week and uh, the guy leaving Burbank was like, hey, if you can't make it to Vegas wearing a mask for an hour, uh, let us know and we'll just let you off the plane and leave you here. We're not putting up with your shit. Right <laughs> My now. gym had to get evacuated because one fuck wouldn't put on his mask and we were just like, I'm fat and I need to get in there and do something about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and like, isn't like um, violence on airplanes up like 400% or something crazy? Yeah. Sounds about right. Like, yeah. Like, airline employees and like, yeah. That's Did you so see the rich kid that got traveling right now? Yeah. And what's just like, it's mental illness, right? Yeah. At this point, like, like a lot of it is actually yeah. mental illness with some of these people. Mm. Did you see the video? Of the I know people personally that won't get up by the flight attendant. Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh my God. It was the, he was like, my parents are worth a million dollars, which is not a lot of money now. Like, that was, <laughs> no. and he was like grabbing like the attendants and doing all this stuff. And he took a swing at this dude at one of the militants and he just the guy just was like basically caught it rockied him and threw him into the fucking seat and they taped him to the seat amazing and yeah that and then there amazing. were all these kids who were just like ah! it was like a fucking <laughs> it was so funny like look at you now all fucking latched up like they were like eating it and he was still screaming it was so funny it was like taunting a fucking chimpanzee at a zoo or something. It was so fucking it's great. Weird that after they all of these years, the technology is the same as it was in Wolf of Wall Street. You taped the guy to the chair with tape. Yeah, why don't they have like actual like like an actual seat or something they can like take out from like a thing to like, like a papoose um, board. Yeah, like something. I don't know. <laughs> or just like like a little like eject pod even. I guess if like, um like, what you're saying about the Idaho thing, my cousin's a nurse up there. And what made me realize this the shit's Boise? going away for a while. No, yeah, in the Boise area. And yeah, uh, which is like the only safe I can't name anywhere safe, else you know. in Idaho. And there's uh, Borderlands really pretty, actually. There's but, some nice stuff in Idaho. She was saying like how many of her colleagues up there don't believe in any like mask or any of it at all. It's like these are health professionals that see this shit on a daily basis and they're still not buying it. And it's like because they're all just getting their info from their friends on Facebook. And it's like, wow, this is really, like, we're fucked. If you're in a <laughs> hospital and you don't get it, like, I don't know, like, what is going to convince you. But then again, like, well, you're saying that they want to do this t- maybe till November 2022. The amount of people dying, that should almost, like, not be legal to right. keep. Right, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's also only a year now, more or less. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I think they say they look at it and they see the light at the end of the tunnel for their purposes in, in some of this way, personally. I really That's do. the most cynical thing I've ever fucking heard. If 600 plus thousand people have died. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. These people are, these people are super fucked in the head and I think they'll do whatever they want to win. Cause I think they are, they're fixing the game however they can now because they are right. losing on popular opinion in so many ways. They can't even do the, 
gay people are sinners thing anymore because so many people have gay yeah. family members now. Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's like, and I think this abortion thing in Texas is like their biggest win because they can still push that. Do you think it's a win yeah. or do you think that they fucked themselves by kept the dog that caught the bus sort of thing? I think, I mean, I think they think it's a win. I think it looks like a win to the people that listen to these fucking idiots. Right. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to encourage a lot of other states that are pushing similar shit. So it's yeah. a, it's a short-term win for them for sure. And whether it works or not, we don't know. So that's why it's so horrifying. Yeah. But it is, it's working. Think how many liberal uh, or like left-leaning women probably don't vote in Texas because they figure like why, and now they're, well, now they're going to be mobilized to go. Well, look at the congressional districts there and how gerrymandered they are. It is oh, absolutely insane. insane how Fuck they'll him. run like a 50 mile, like skinny little line just to connect to, you know, like, all of it. And yeah. I think the other thing that's really sad is like, since it's so conservative, when a woman or a man who's liberal or gay stands out and like says their position in that state, they mm-hmm. look extreme by contrast when it's just right. really the most reasonable opinion you could have. Like, and they're, they're just like, well, look at him. Like, you know, like, He's right. so gay that it's insane. Like, you know, and it's just like, he's fucking, I'll tell you this, he's half as gay as Lindsey Graham, who you fucking love. Like, <laughs> ladybugs. Say, like, I, I oh, my, those are just my little ladybugs. <laughs> That's the funniest, <laughs> grossest thing. I did, I did phone bank, like, for the election, the presidential election in Texas. And it was really interesting because there were a lot of people who were, like, there was this one woman who was like, I would walk across hot coals to vote for Joe Biden. Like there's people, there's a lot of Democrats in Texas yeah. now. Definitely. There's a lot of Democrats. There's just not a lot of liberals. I think, and the, like, I think those are yeah. two different things, but like, I do agree. Yeah. What is the and difference? Hear it out. Oh, um, like just more conservative. They won't go as far as like, I don't, I think there's Democrats who think being trans is weird and they don't understand it. I okay. think it's a, more leaning on social mm-hmm. issues personally. But I don't think I think most of them think it doesn't bother them either. For the most part, they just don't. They're more old-fashioned Democrat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but a lot of the demographics of a lot of these states are changing, especially since COVID, because yeah. so many people have left places like New York and California, like myself included. You know, like yeah. I mean, I left before COVID, but it's like I lived in California, like LA area, like a twenty-mile bubble for the first forty years of my life, and now I live here in Vegas, and there's a lot of people that are doing that because things are so expensive. Uh, just everything's kind of going to shit. It's like, I might as well be somewhere I can afford. Yeah. And yeah. the cool towns in the South are so fun. And yeah, Nashville's, yeah, Nashville's demographics are like changing. Yeah, yeah. no right. city uh, voted for Trump. Yeah. 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 Just, I, like, I was in Charleston like a month ago, and that's like a very old Southern town. Yeah. And it's great. Like, Even like Alabama, cool Birmingham, nice. Birmingham votes blue. You right. Know, the rest yeah. of yeah. Alabama doesn't. But like, yeah. I, I think people really need to like, like think about like, it's good because it's horseshit that, LA or California has two senators and for a uh, trillion people for like, yeah. And then like Wyoming, Montana, the Dakotas, uh, you know, Idaho all like combined have less people than just orange County pretty much. It's so stupid. Like, and they get all that Senate muscle and that's, what's fucking everything up right now. I here's how many people California has more people voted for Trump in California than in Texas. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think they realize getting rid of the electoral that's college wild. helps. Isn't that. it wild? It's six million people. I mean, eleven that, million voted for um, for Biden, but yeah, six million. But that, people. I mean, that's a, that's nuts. Yeah, and Texas is a very populous state. That's too. what I'm saying. It sounds yeah. Um, do you think it's fucked up that they're even attempting to get a Republican governor when Biden won by thirty fucking points in California? Like that's. I think they're they're playing the game. They're, that's, they're hate, assuming that they're going to be able to rattle enough people, and it's it's all the percentages. It's not about beating Newsom. It's about get him not getting fifty percent. Yeah. Vote. So yeah. they they think that they can fuck it by by playing the game. I know that everyone thinks it's stupid, but it really is the stupidest okay. fucking thing ever. I was born in '79, and Jerry Brown was governor. But then going forward, it was George Dumasian, Republican. Pete Wilson, Republican. Gray Davis recalled for Arnold. And then Jerry Brown again, now Newsom. Well, didn't but Wilson like, fuck it for Republicans in the state by going too hard much, on immigration? Pretty much. And that's why Gray Davis got in, but then it immediately got recalled. So yeah. just in my lifetime alone, it's a strong history of Republicans. Well, Reagan, there. Nixon. Reagan, Nixon. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's not just like, so I think people are... People will be surprised how close this. I hate to say it, but I think people will be surprised how close it might be because it seems to do this every few, every so often. Let me. Get, you hate him though, right, Bowser? I don't hate him. Hate him. I just. I mean, uh, like you're to I, the I, left I, of him. I get it, but yeah, yeah, you know, and like I just, you know, like you know, going back to like the nepotism thing. It's like you know, he kind of skated on family contacts to get him to where he is instead of just like being like actually good at policy, which is what California. Who's really his is, family? You know? Pelosi, Zant. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Danky's like, I'm out of here. I can't. <laughs> I'm not going after that. Uh, guys, He's I guess enough. I should disclose uh, my mother's a Pelosi, and um, yeah. <laughs> came from a lot of a lot of uh, you know uh, political money. What can it's I like, say? Pelosi's like dad, uh, mayor of Baltimore, I believe. Yeah, Anderson Cooper's a Vanderbilt. You know, no one talks about that yeah. one. I talk Paul about Giamatti's it every dad show. Was the commissioner of baseball? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. He banned Pete Rose for life. Yeah, yeah. old wow. Barty G. A Bartlett Giamatti banned Pete Rose for life and then died of a heart attack immediately. But no, what yeah, a like fucking name A Bartlett Giamatti. You know, he's the like president the of, of Yale. That also. holds up a bridge. Hey, Brado, uh, you know who's another <laughs> former governor of California? If you really want to go deep on this. Earl Warren, that Ooh. of the Warren Commission of the Kennedy assassination. Okay, so pretty oh, wow. I watched the, the last time that Lisa was here, we started talking is when I and Shane was here, I started talking about uh the the JFK assassination and I watched the footage back and your fucking face lights up like right before it was before I had no idea that you loved talking about uh who's the, uh uh Jimmy Hoffa so much that mm-hmm. was that was oh awesome. yeah the I, I remember the I paint houses or whatever it's called right yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah, I yeah, yeah. Paint houses. yeah you know what I was on that episode too yeah you were. oh wow why isn't Bowser here <laughs> <laughs> we needed Bowser for this team <laughs> can I tell you guys this is how embarrassing go. I am like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever the fuck it was now, I had uh, gigs in Dubai and I was at a bar after my show, like at some like supposedly like the hottest nightclub and some guy wanted to talk to me and I dragged his ass outside to yell at him about Jimmy Hoffa, you guys. <laughs> in Dubai. And he was like, what? Did you see Sammy Sosa this while you were want, there? This guy Sammy didn't want Sosa. to go back out with you? No. Right. You'll like no. this that my biological great grandpa was one of the guys in like 
Russell Buffalino's crew. In the oh, get out! Bombs. That's yeah. crazy. And my sorry, uh, everyone. My, okay, so that's my, my that's favorite my, type of potato chip is Russell Buffalino. Yeah. That's my <laughs> cramp. That's my. Uh, I was gonna my, say it's my favorite kind of Girl Scout my, cookie. My I, I wanted it to be something. I don't know what it was. My yeah. grandmother's yeah. father, right? She, a cheese. And then so her stepfather, my great grandmother, they ended up. She ended up marrying a future politician who was a congressman and secretary of state of Pennsylvania who ran the Kennedy campaign in the coal miner union districts in Western Pennsylvania. Oh, that's crazy. I love so like that. technically I'm that between that one grandmother, the two men in her life, the one she had her first kid with, and then the one she had her second kid with were like both somehow connected to Kennedy, like the, all this stuff. And like, if you really get into like the Charlie always sunny uh, gif of the yeah. conspiracy board, like all yeah. the all the red lines. I'm so jealous. My ancestors are all criminals. That's all we've got going. <laughs> oh, you're Australian. Well, I mean, they might were too. <laughs> yeah. I started listening to the Motley Crue book on a treadmill today. Thank I'm so you. Sorry. Thank oh, you. God. Thank you. Oh, the dirt? The uh, yeah, the dirt. dirt. Did it, did it yeah. can I ask Mike, did it kickstart your heart? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh. Damn it. You're a real live wire, Lisa. Yeah. They did sing Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, they. He said, one of them thinks that, uh, <laughs> they did it. one of them thinks that Earth is the, uh, the Australia of the universe that other like species just dropped <laughs> off their criminals at our planet. He like, that's what his that theory tracks. is. <laughs> that's actually the most sane thing they have ever talked about. To be honest. <laughs> they were like, we didn't have toilet paper. So we just wiped with whatever was around and threw it on the ground. And I was like, that's <laughs> so unacceptable. I don't know like what like type of heroin that's... you'd have to be on. Does that rock? Are you rocking? Are you a rock star? Your shit t-shirts? Cool. Oh, man, they suck. Incredible. They are like, I don't understand how they became famous. Oh. Have you not heard same old situation? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. They're the worst band of all time to me. Molly Crew? Drag queens. Yeah, they fucking suck. They're trash people everywhere. How do you feel about Poison? Poison, it, it's not, poison is awful too, but. Are you, oh, are you, now you're going to take down Rat and Warrant? Hey, first of all. <laughs> cherry pie? She's my cherry pie? Oh, She's my white... orange chicken pie. She's my orange, that's a deeper call. Blackie Lawless, the singer of Rat. <laughs> across, we were, I was in the small room of the theater and he was in the big room. I had way more people, and that guy could not have been a bigger dick about the stand-up comedy show having more no. people. Mary, yeah. before you were born, there was um, heavy metal. <laughs> it's like the shirts the rappers wear now. <laughs> it is. Right. I, do, I did do a whole like subclass thing on... Um, Norwegian death metal. Ooh, ooh, they they stuff. do not fuck they around. They're like, are. we're gonna burn a church down. Burning church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I grabbed a drink at a bar this weekend strictly because I heard Death Leopard blaring, and I was like, this is a good a place to stop during I, a thunderstorm as any. I so do want to plug something, and I I have done something with these people. Have you guys seen Two Minutes to Late Night yet? Oh, what is no. that? A, I know what that it's is. It's a metal talk show. All right, and it's hosted by a guy named Guarcinio Hall. <laughs> did Kanane just post something with Jonah? I, I did it with Kanane. Yeah, okay. I did like, but he's like, they are like brilliantly hilarious metalheads, and like Guarcinio Hall. 
Gamora's the only one, but they have this like, talk show. And Two Minutes to Late Night is like an, uh, I think it's an Iron Maiden reference, if I remember correctly. But uh, it is so fun. So if you like metal and comedy, they are like the, the guys to see because he fucking kills it. He's so funny. Wow. Do you guys get, ever get into Death Clock or uh, oh, Metalocalypse? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What is yeah. it? It's so good. Oh, yeah. Metalocalypse. Oh, oh, oh. The animated yeah. show, it's it's very good. Bro, the, I just thought the funniest thing ever is when they couldn't make their album metal enough, so they decided to record it in the Mariana Trench, which I thought was funny. Bowser, give me a give me like one of your really fun uh, conspiracy theories to close on. Oh, that Obama went to Mars with the CIA moon. No, that program. we've already done that on this. Santa show. Monica College. Okay, okay. no, that's that. No, that was my friend Aaron Foster from Chicago. Honestly has a story where he played basketball with Obama in the 80s, and Obama told him he was going to be president and that there's an elevator to Mars. He told that story on the show, and no one knew what the fuck to do. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's also like, I'm going to put you on skates with this crossbow. All right. (laughs) Okay, here's here's my favorite one. One of my favorite ones is uh, the Philadelphia Experiment. Have you heard of that one? No. Where they they claimed that there was like the, the... World War II, that they had the technology to do this like uh, like like teletransportation thing experiment, where they had this like like ship docked in this harbor in like Baltimore, I think, or, or mm-hmm. from Norfolk, Virginia, I think I might think it was like something like that, and it was the USS Philadelphia, and like it disappeared for five minutes. People say, and then it came back, and all the guys were like like fucking like molded to the deck like like, it, like han solo quite, and yeah, like the par- yeah the particles didn't quite come back and all these people claim they saw that and i, I don't know if i believe it or not but i mean it is a because it's a fun one to think a, a ship because a ship just doesn't disappear and come back you know like that unless was, david copperfield's there yeah yeah mm-hmm. let's yeah but maybe it was just some sort of uh high level uh early magic trick kind of i don't know it was but i just like the idea of people like like mangled into like a war cannon on like a old world war ii battleship just kind of Ugh. wouldn't there be evidence of that still then yeah there's a dude there's a movie made in like 1983 based on it like a, like a weird sci-fi movie it's pretty good what year did this supposedly happen in the world war ii yeah it was like like 19 it was like towards the end of it like for, like in 45 so it was like we were ramping up all the stuff because it's like, hey, if these Nazis think they're going to pull any last second tricks, we got news for them. I'm going to go on record <laughs> and say I don't think we had that technology. I, I don't think so, but it's a fun one. And so if you've never heard of that one, it's a fun little deep dive. I'm, okay. Uh, anybody want to plug anything? Anybody got dates? Oh, I'm doing I'll a be- show at Union Hall in Brooklyn on the 28th. There you go. Of September at 7.30. Are you doing stand-em-ups? No, here's the thing. <laughs> I literally like I don't do stand up. That's yeah. I was gonna say I don't do stand up, but I just like hang out with like stand up comedians. Yeah. And I'm like, ha, I'm not a stand up. But then this guy was like, do my stand up show, and I was like, I don't do stand up. And he's like, do whatever you want. So I made a PowerPoint presentation. Okay. Uh, what's your? I say that I'm an actor who does a PowerPoint presentation with some you jokes. Can, you can come do that on my show too. Okay. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a PowerPoint. That's um something I would never say publicly. Like on, I wouldn't say it on here or on the internet. So it's very good for like live performance. Is it autobiographical? Yes. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. That's fun. 
I would like uh, to see your PowerPoint presentation. I don't really have anything to plug, but can I just tell you that I saw the most insane thing this weekend, uh, sitting in a sports book. Yes. Where uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the horse races came on. And uh, have you ever heard of a relay horse race? No. Oh, Are they okay. handing off sticks? Carrots. No, 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 no. It's like, it's way better it's than a, that. It's, it's like Joe Pesci in Casino when he's running from car to car in the parking garages where these guys got to change horses to keep getting on different ones and okay. running around the track. But it's like, they're not dressed like jockeys or anything or like little, like, it's just like regular dudes in like jeans and t-shirts just doing this relay race. So the dudes are the batons. Yeah, like yeah, like like there's like six horses lined up on the side of this track, and you run around a lap, and then you jump on the next horse, and you run around. And sounds like it, a drunk guy is just doing it, this. It doesn't. Yeah, sound I was like a very sport. drunk when it came on the screen. My friend Ryan Kramer goes, "What the fuck is going on in that race right there?" <laughs> and I was trying to make sense of it, and it was the most batshit crazy thing I've ever seen in my life. That that's fun. the craziest thing about a sports book, though, because there is a guy in there who is betting on that and be like, "Yeah, oh, no, that's, like that's... There, he knows everything about it." <laughs> I was so pissed. That was, the, I guess, they had three of those races that day, and that's the only one I saw, and it was the last one. I was so pissed I didn't get on any more of that action. I'm going to be at the uh, Savage Henry Comedy Festival in October. People should come out to it. Uh, It's a fun room. I think I'm actually going up there for that, too. Oh, are you? Lousy. I would love that. It's up in Humboldt County in uh, Arcata, California. Eureka, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a great group of weirdos, and the festival's always really fun. So if you're in that area, come out. Sounds very hyphy. Well, if you want to take it there, but you know, I'm going to keep it very low, low key. I'm going to have fun, but not too much fun. There's a flight out of Burbank that's like forty two dollars. I'm on it, baby. What? <laughs> that's my flight. Yeah, I love it. I had to just do it. Yeah, that guy took gonna... care of me up there. You did? Oh yeah, I you did. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Didn't you just have him on your podcast, Bowser? Yeah, like oh, a few months back. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chris's old friend. Yeah, man. way back. That's uh, Cornell's guy. Yeah, yeah. Now that they have the Burbank flight there, it's definitely worth doing more for our, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a good weekend to go up and do. I like when I hear about places that are like not in giant cities that are cool, like that Fort Collins place. I keep hearing about. Fort Collins is great. Fort Collins is excellent. That's where David's doing a great job there. Um, I'll be Dubai. I heard about. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Another small town. Yeah. Yeah. They have some pretty big buildings. Some kind of big, if you like. Yeah. I'm playing the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> it's just you doing the Tom Hanks stuff where you run around the outside. Or Tom, yeah. Tom Cruise, not Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise, I, do, yeah. I do the Tom Hanks stuff. Oh, I'll no, do I, from bachelor yeah. From Bachelor Party. Oh, by the way, I will be at the Oddities Expo in Vegas this weekend for my podcast, going around interviewing like taxidermists and stuff. So if anybody's going to awesome. be going to that, uh, the come Oddities. Yeah, it's an Oddities Expo. So it's like taxidermists and like like weird like people that collect like the kind of guys that would collect Rasputin's dick. Those are the kind of people that go to this thing. So oh. Have you ever been to the Mudder Museum in Philly? Yeah. You know, it's like a medical oddities museum. Oh, so, uh, where is Rasputin's dick? Yeah. Oh no, it's a. <laughs> it's know. also not really a dick. No. All right, now I'm interested. It's a sea cucumber. They actually did DNA on it, and they're Wait. like, "You can, you can Google this." I'm gonna Google. Yeah, I, I heard somebody has Napoleon's dick. Like it was like one of like 
Franco of Spain's like like descendants now has I mean I don't understand I understand the appeal of a skull like that's fun (laughs) I don't know where you're gonna draw this line and why one is better than the other to be honest (laughs) yeah well I do have uh behind me I have you can see a raccoon skull that I found in the woods where's his dick (laughs) I don't know like I guess I couldn't find it I probably would have kept it my dog's baby teeth are up there too. But, oh my Christ! But they're in like a little. They're in a little vial. Yeah. It's, it's hold it's them out of your arm. Show it to me. <laughs> anyway, dog's oh, Please follow baby me teeth. on Instagram, <laughs> Olympia Lisa Curry. <laughs> For more bones. That was beautiful. I also I found a camel bone in the desert in uh, in Sharjah, and that's so I kept that. In I, where? In like in the Emirate next to Dubai and Sharjah, where there's like that's where all like the sand dunes are. I um, thought you said Jar Jar. I'm not gonna lie or pretend no. I didn't think you said Jar Jar. No, but I brought I brought that back home with me. <laughs> like, that's normal. You should check Bob's out this oddities steamer. thing that Bowser's gonna be at this week. I know when he said oddities convention, I was like, hold on. <laughs> what? It's like an eighty dollar flight. I'm sure you can make it out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big disclaimer for it too, where it's like all. All skulls and bones sold here are medical, you know, approved and not re- engage in criminal activities. Oh or... yeah, there's definitely some seedy shit. Someone's to gonna that. bring yeah. Hoffa's it's... bones there. You just know it. Hoffa, oh, yeah. they were melted. You guys should search. It's it's legal to buy and own human bones in the United States, and some people like collect spines and shit. Like yeah. it's, there's weird. Like I I only collect ones that I find because I feel like that's normal. It's weird that you're finding <laughs> enough to collect. To be honest. Oh wait, so oh, I also have. I also have a vertebrae I found in the woods, so that's another. But I only have the. This is the second time in a row we've just stumbled onto something Lisa is obsessed with. One, uh, uh, the bones of mammals. Yeah. Are you searching for animals? What if you're? What if you have evidence for like a missing person? Ooh. Ooh. What if you have Jimmy Hoffa on your shelf right there, right now? I mean, if this is his skull. That that would be wild. That could be but some sort of pelvic way. bone. <laughs> oh, his pelvis was normal sized. Yeah. Bowser, you know that. Bowser, you know he's in Detroit. I haven't been in the woods in Detroit. Okay. Someone they dug put him, him up. into the concrete of the stadium. It's Everybody in the book. Knows that. <laughs> yeah, he's in the end zone of Giant Stadium. Everybody I heard they just that. they now actually move him around to every new NFL stadium, and the new stadiums get him for a year each. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big part of a Teamsters uh, like uh, they roll that oil. Around. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be at High Plains this weekend in Denver, and then Moon Tower the week after that. And uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Go see Shane Torres, fancy boy. Oh, kitten! Oh my God, a cat! Did you see the cat at the football I game? Were, I didn't see the cat. I thought you were calling my kitten for for <laughs> saying go see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very nice. I'm a little uh, kitten. I call. Oh, <laughs> my wow. Snuggy Boom. Thanks, Snuggy. All right. Thank you guys so much. This will be out Friday. You're all wonderful. It's very random. I had three of you from the same episode again for the next time, but it just worked out that way. Yeah, I don't know why. We're the, we're the trio of Tower and Power. We're I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Give me downloads. We're your, we're your, we're your threesome. Yeah. That yeah. sounds real. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get those <laughs> I think if we really want to get clicks, we need to really explore that. I think you're onto something. There you go. Yeah. Special guest this week. You know who it is. <laughs> the Crosby, Stills, and Nash of the hunk world. 
Crosby, Stills, and Gash. No, I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Uh, Bowser, I missed you, buddy. I'm Gash. I'm Gash. I'm Gash. Oh, of course you Yeah. It's Scott, Lisa, Paul, Mary, and Shane. If you don't already, and we've gotten this far, please hit subscribe. I will tag all of those people on Twitter and on Instagram. Go give everybody a follow. Collect them all on social media. I promise you. They want specifically you to follow them. That is the show. Thank you so much for listening. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. R.I.P. Norm MacDonald. Love you. <laughs>